This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a show where we take the books, comic books, that is, uh, from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should buy. Uh, we should also mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can help sponsor today's show by using a super chat or ask a question or comment here on the show and help us out. If you're watching the show after the fact, you can always do the like say thanks option. So you don't have to do the uh, the whole super chat thing. You can just click that little uh, little heart with the dollar sign in it. That would help us out too. Or even better. I symbol so much. I know because it's just like love costs money. Like I don't I don't care for that. No, but they don't know. You know, clearly YouTube does not have designers working for them. <laughs> but uh, I should also mention that Patreon.com slash Comipop is a thing. It exists. And uh, it's been r- spruced up. Thanks, actually, largely in part to Tiffany, who uh, had a bunch of ideas, had a th- some thoughts, had some thoughts. suggestions. I did. And uh, finally made them known. And uh, we <laughs> had them implemented. And so we changed the tiers. Uh, we changed the rewards. A few, like, fun little uh, extras and tidbits. Um, we're getting... Uh, dangerously close to me giving another weekly update which is basically just a little podcast Ooh, so, dangerously close watch yeah. out and when patrons. i say dangerously i mean like i'm dangerously close to being late so i don't want to do that no don't do that but uh, but you'll get constant updates uh, throughout just uh, endless so now, updates it's true it's not endless no there's just some in- updates there are more updates than there had been mm-hmm. because there is a schedule now yeah uh, so you're really uh you're, you're in for it so check that out as well, if you want to help us out without any monetary value whatsoever, just give the video a like and subscribe to the channel so you get updates and you know when shows here on Comic Pop Returns go live. And of course, go check out uh, back issues on the episode of Supergirl because that episode is great and fewer of you watched it than ever. So you should definitely check it out because that book is really good. And I know you slept on it and like half of you didn't read it and you should because it's awesome. Yeah, but I was really like delighted by the response to the book. And the number of people who said either that they had read it because of like us talking about it here or just read it on their own or people who were just going to go grab it because maybe they listened to the first few minutes of it. And we're like, OK. I'll oh, no, that's it. the thing is like it was and it I, was, there was a value in making that episode. I freaking love that. Yes. Yeah. So much. We sold a lot of trades, I think. I don't I don't I never uh, listen. No, they sold. I'm happy to think because of that. They created it. No, no, no. No, no we, they did. We helped. To they point made it. it and then DC dropped it. That's true. They like a hot potato. They were just like, here, here's a thing. We will make no effort to sell it. That, and that sucks because it's like it, it's easily one of the best things they've done in quite a while. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And there's there's uh, there's more good times ahead and when it comes to quality comics, uh, including the books we're going to talk about on today's episode. Uh, so let's talk about some books right now. Let's just let's just jump into them. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Um, shall us? Shall us? Uh, I read e- Edge of Spider-Verse number one because I knew people were going to ask me I if was, I, I had read it. I was literally going to be like, why would you do that? Right, why would I read this? And okay. it's because... Uh, there's a there's a lot of audacity surrounding uh, another third Spider Verse uh, in a time when I think they should be limited to one or or less. Uh, this one, of course, is written by a number of creators who I actually have a lot of respect for: Dan Slott, uh, Alex Segura, uh, Carla Pacheco, uh, Dustin Weaver, with art uh, including uh, Mark Bagley, Pere Perez, uh, Martin Cocolo, uh, Calo Machado, and uh, DJ Brian. Uh, oh, Chow, yeah. I'm sorry. I saw the A, the I look like Yeah, that. it did. No, it but did. Uh, Chow Mahado. Maybe. But yeah, and uh, DJ Bryant. Uh, this is the one you probably have seen circulating the internet. Uh, we'll talk about that character in a little bit. But, you know, there's yet another spider event. 
uh, because Spider-Man, the lone kid from Queens, whose most fantastical element was that like he brought an alien costume back and it keep like replicating, uh, now has a whole universe dedicated to him with a gazillion different characters that all make him less special. That's what happens when you get popular? That's right. You get multiples of yourself. Yeah. And it, it influences it so hard. You get like an Oscar-winning movie that's animated and also a like billion-dollar movie where that's like basically the premise of the movie is like multiple Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Edge of Spider-Verse, which I think there's actually been a number of books called Edge of Spider-Verse. But so the, the, the premise of this book is it's an assortment, a grab bag. Here's a few characters in the Spider-Verse we're going to showcase who may or may not factor in some way to the main event, mm. uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But uh, it, this one introduces three uh, different spider, well, actually uh, four different spider characters. The first of whom is um, like a Scottish to her like 17th century spider-man that's dope who's fun he has like a cute kilt and everything and he's like oh <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like a scott but yeah. spider-man-y and that's fun uh that was that one it literally is just like 1602 but does, does it, it say anything like dinner yeah oh yeah no it's spelled phonetically yeah, everything absolute weapon <laughs> yeah yeah that's right <laughs> That's, that's exactly what that book is or that that's what that that chapter was the okay. next one is like the clearly the, the more uh like story driven one which is like reestablishing uh anya corazon or aranya mm-hmm. uh, who has also been spider girl and they showcase like there she is in her spider girl costume which is like her spider girl costume it's thoroughly unremarkable but like she's spider girl right and there's like a there's like 15 spider girls and now in the spider verse probably fifteen thousand spider girls but she's still like, you know, the, the, the primary Spider-Girl of the 616 main Marvel Universe. And essentially what they want to do is they want to, like, Aranya-size her. They, mm. they don't want the Spider... The Spider-Girl thing has gotten stale. Maybe they want to introduce another Spider-Girl. I don't want to speculate. Point is, we re-Aranya'd her. Like, her Spider-Man, the other totemic tattoo that glows, starts to glow again. She gets new fun powers that are actually just her old powers when she was Aranya and they make her off panel, a new suit that is a hodgepodge of being a spider girl and Aranya. And they're like, you're Aranya again. Mm, that okay. We're done with the whole spider girl thing. Like you're Aranya again. And she's like, woohoo. And it's like, you know what? That's great. Because I actually really liked Aranya as a character and it worked in a really fun fundamental way where it's like, here's a spider character. That's like over there that like uses elements from Spider-Man that nobody cares about. Like the other and, uses them in a fun interesting way or at the mm-hmm. very least in a, in a unique way that that allows her to be her own character of course she interacts she interacts with madam webb who is getting a movie i saw behind the scenes footage of the madam webb movie which absolutely shouldn't exist and now that we're canning 90 million dollar completed films maybe we can can you know 150 million dollar movies that shouldn't exist i don't know just saying just putting it out there in the zeitgeist but uh you know that happens there's also a story with spider noir which is actually really really well written it's kind of like dirty and gritty and grimy Okay. And it's like a combination of the Spider-Man noir from, you know, the early 2000s and the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man noir that you know and love from the animated series or the animated movie. And then there's the other one, which is Spider-Rex, which is um, it's it's, you know, it's Jurassic League. It's every idea you've yeah. ever seen. It's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. It's, you know, it, Spider-Man well, I, is I mean, a dinosaur. To be fair, they they don't have to pull from Jurassic League. They could just pull from Old Man Logan. That's right. Yeah, well, that was that was that was a Tyrannosaurus Rex with a venom. Symbiote. I know, but you got the look. Yeah, so no, but these guys are. But you're, but your head's already in the game, then. Right, but they're like, like they're they're sentient and they run around different. and talk. I totally get that, but what I'm saying is like you're like you have the visual in your. You've head. You've seen it already. You've so seen you're, a you're venom more dinosaur, with. and you're like, 
Well, why, why can't there be a Spider-Man? Yeah, why that's can't there be a how goblin? Can make that yeah, why can't there be a, a Norman Osborn goblin pterodon that dogs the Spider-Rex? Uh, how about Spider-Rex can like web sling and he has like a mantra that's like with gra power comes gra responsibility. And I'm like, this is, this is below stupid. Who wrote that one? I don't recall who wrote that one, but it's like, shame on you. It is, it is desperate in its attempt to like be a meme and to be posted on like TikTok and Reddit. Like it's just trying to get on the front page. It's hell yeah. Yeah. It's hell yeah. It's kite man. Hell yeah. Although even kite man, hell yeah. Like well, it's was trying earned. to be that. Like yeah. it's, it wants that. It wants that so bad. Mm-hmm. And it only has a few pages to do it. Um, it's, you know, if you like that kind of thing, I can't begrudge you, but I will say that it's certainly not for me. And I, I don't know if it's like, suitable for human consumption but it's fine you know it's like whatever like people i saw i saw you know it worked the problem is that i see it like it it's desperate manipulation actually did succeed because like people are you know easily manipulated uh but like i saw that uh you know there was a whole page dedicated to it and people were talking about how funny it was and i'm like all right you know what like i guess if it provides joy and people like understand that this is like you know deliberately made to you know get them to click on it and mm-hmm. post it then you know, I, I guess i can't begrudge them that enjoyment um you know but it's just it's a grab bag of characters it doesn't really further the plot it doesn't introduce who it doesn't really tell you anything about the event there's nothing about it that says like this is essential reading if you just want to read a story with four different spider-man in it like mm-hmm. then here you go um like if the idea of spider-man being less special because there's a thousand spider-man appeals to you then like you're really gonna like this issue yeah um i didn't but like there are elements from it that i did like i liked aranya like spider-man noir even the scottish spider-man was fun <laughs> Right. It was really my only agreed my, my only grievance was the friggin' dinosaurs. Yeah. And like it's just I, I think it's because how, be- how I, would you how could you web swing in right. Scotland? He just oh no, oh I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah. Well I wouldn't because you're wearing a kilt. And if you're if you're a true Scot, then well, you're free balling. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh but yeah, no, it, it's it's fine. And but the but actually there's some greatness that is in this issue if you are like willing to give it a shot. Um, but if you don't want to pay full price, obviously in the next couple of weeks, it will be available in back issues bins at half price. So please like, you know, save your money and check it out then. But otherwise, you know, it, it actually was not a, a terrible waste of money. It was just like, Oh, okay. I still have no interest in spider verse and I don't really have any idea what the hell that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But like one spider verse event just feeds into the next one. Like I, I don't I don't I don't remember if Dan Slott even worked on Spider Geddon, which I think is the second Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. So like for him, it's like this is the real sequel to Spider Verse. You know, like I don't know. Okay, I, I, right. I just I couldn't care less. Right, right, right. But uh, but I was surprised by some like real good comic booking that was in this issue. So okay. Edge of Spider Verse number one that came out and I read it and it's a thing. <laughs> so you know you can check that out. I guess. Uh, you got a you got a quick and dirty one that you want to talk about? I know that you got one on your. Uh, on yeah. your docket here. I read uh, Demon Wars number one, The Iron Samurai by Peach Momoko. Yay. Art and, and, and writing. writing. Yeah. Uh, Which you had a real, real Sophie's Choice when we oh were at the comic book store. Yeah, because they had, um, like, they were like, it wasn't really a variant, because they did have variant covers for this, but like, Peach but Pete Momoko does the variant covers. Yeah, but they had other people do them. Yeah. Um, but there was, like, there were two different Peach Momoko covers. I was like, oh, so I just went with the one that they solicited. Yeah. I kind of wish now I went for the other one, but I do like <laughs> I feel like you'd feel the exact same way if you went the other it way. It doesn't matter. No matter what, I wouldn't have been um, happy. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I've never I been happy. happy. Um, this continues the story from the, the previous Peach Momoko like, universe that yes. was being crafted. 
Um, so if you're following along with that, like, yeah, definitely grab this. Um, and if you haven't, I think you can actually just grab this anyway, because they explained it at the beginning. Peach oh, great. takes some time to like, be like, Hey, here's what's kind of going on in my life. That's kind of thing. Right. Okay. Um, with Mariko, um, and her Onis and all that. And it's just her ghosts. What? Which are ghosts? Demons. Really? demons. Thank you. Um, demons. No, Sorry. Demons. Um, but yes, this is. I. I just. I. I have such a soft spot for the these books. Um, for these like alternate history style books in Marvel and DC, like take an established universe and then like set it in another time or like you know. So again, for me, it's always the like who's going to show up next? And I know it's like kitschy and silly, <laughs> no, and, like but whatever. That's but, like, the premise of the story. There's something so. about it. And maybe it's because like one of my first like Marvel books was 1602. So like I have like this like attachment to it. Yeah. Um, That one was special though, because of how it ends, but like, and who's friggin' making it. I mean, well, you got yeah, a Hubert and a Gaiman. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's a little different, um, <laughs> but the, I, I like this story anyway. Like I, I think um, Peach does a really great job of uh, crafting a world that like, feels new but also familiar yeah would you um, call her a craftsman i would call her craftsman oh sorry spit <laughs> no you didn't jm you want to tell that story really quick one time um i was ill and i sent tiffany to baltimore to cover baltimore comic-con we thought it was a good idea to like film yeah because uh, we were interviews. like you we were like really tiny and like we want like we we're hoping to grow and we had been put down on press and we didn't want to lose that right so like sal was supposed to go and i was going to film all these interviews for him like he was going to do the interview and i was going to film it because like i was not i'm not an interviewer but she also and, like, used she wasn't as on camera as she i wasn't on now. camera as I, as much and like he picked and he chose interviewees that like he knew yeah you know what I mean? So it was like I was just not right. So like I had to go and I had to conduct all the interviews. And like I interviewed like David Finch and I interviewed uh, James DiMatteis and like he was such a sweetie. But during the interview, he was talking about like writing and like and and such. But he called himself like you know a craftsman and he said that and he like spit a right? little bit, a little bit. But like it wasn't anywhere near my body. And like he immediately was like. He's like, oh, oh no! I I spent craftsman, like, and I'm like, <laughs> like really over exaggerated. Really it was so cute. And I was like, no, you're fine. <laughs> we cut that out of the interview. We so did. It'll You'll never, never exist. It. You'll never find that because it yeah, doesn't exist anymore. But it's anymore. so great. Um, but it's yeah. a little, that's a little moment for you. It is a little moment for me, and I'm so glad I have it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Just like with David Lynch or David Lynch, David Finch. I oh wish man! I, if I had interviewed David Lynch, man. Tiffany. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked me that question. Let me tell you a long, boring story that does not relate. Or at least the weather for today. <laughs> I'm in San Diego. It's 71 degrees and sunny again. Perfect. Thanks for watching. No, with with um, David Finch, though, he was doing like sketches for yes. people. And like there was a line of people. And like we had an interview time. And I was like, well, you can come back. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he was going to, he kept sketching basically. And he basically had the, the line sit down like it was story time. Yeah. Because he's like, well, you'll an you'll ask questions. I'll answer them. But these people are here waiting for things. Yeah. So everyone just, just he'll hold court. Yeah, I've never seen that before. But he just, he was like, everybody sit down, sit down, sit down. Okay, here we go. I was like, all right, take it away. Oh. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> so, it came out great. So anyway, um, I really like this series quite a bit. I'm going to, uh, I'll pick up almost anything that Peach Momoko puts out. Because like, I just, I'm like enthralled by her art. Yes. First of all, her art style. I love it. It's so different uh of course many of you know her just as a variant cover artist um but a lot of you like her variant covers um and you just get more of that in here uh in the back there's some really fun like lore 
Ooh. to like kind of help you along a little bit. Um, so it's like a fun mashup of like, you know, Japanese mythology and also the Marvel universe. So, you know, again, like I said, like you don't necessarily have to have the other ones to go out and grab this. Cause I think she does a pretty good job of kind of like being like, Hey, here are some things. Maybe I'll be a little lost here or there, but I think for the most part, the first issue is pretty like, you know, new reader friendly to the series. Um, it does help though, that you might have some background on the characters just in general for Marvel, not a whole lot. Like, do you know who Iron Man is? <laughs> cool. Right. right. Are you familiar with his more or less origins or at the very least? Or like, like just who he is. That's really all you need to know. There you go. Like, you know, like if you see a person who looks like someone, more than likely it is them if they carry a different name. Sure. Um, but like, I, I think it's super fun. And nice. Worth a read. Uh, Brian Rollins says, uh, didn't think there would, could be a better event tie-in than the Superman Dark Crisis one, best book of the series, but X-Men Red Axe tie-in was so good. Yeah. Yeah, Tiffany tweeted about it, if you can uh, check it out over on uh, twitter.com slash therealzoobs. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, Panda Go Crazy. Hey, just recently subscribed to Patreon to support my favorite comic book YouTubers. I literally just told Tiffany, I'm like, hey, that's a patron of ours. Thank you, Sal, for keeping up the community uh, together. Hope to meet you one day. Well, if you come to ZapCon on September 10th, uh, we're going to be there and yeah. we're going to have a panel at 11.35 a.m. So check that out. We can't be late. And uh, we're going to have like a bunch of merch and stuff. So I'll come by. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we'll see it like Baltimore or New York. Uh, Ray Farr has a few things to say. He says, I adore comic pop, but my bank account sure doesn't. I've been buying a bunch of books you've done and wanted to say thanks for all the amazing content. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is Symbiote Spider-Man Volume 2 worth picking up? I'm 22, but grew up reading old Roger Stern comics, so I like that era. You said that you had issues with it. Uh, the only issues I have with it, more or less, are the fact that it's drawn by Greg Land. Uh, by the way, thank you very much for allowing us to uh, influence your finances by suggesting some books that we your, think you should check out. reading habits. I'm also really glad that like what we don't get are people who are like, yeah, I hate you guys because like you recommend these books, and then I read them, and I hate them, and like I don't understand what your like taste levels are. Like I've never seen that, so well, I'm very thankful I, I that, that this is the problem. Right, I think that's the benefit though of having a longer running show is that like you have had the opportunity as an audience to get a like a temperature on our typical taste right so, like, so you you're can, not gonna like test can, the waters with us right well you can also take our like our like you know criticism or praise of a book and go like okay but i know that they like this or this so like maybe i will try this yes or not it's yeah. true but yeah no uh symbiote spider-man is great and i wish it were drawn by anyone else like it's peter david he remembers drawing or writing that book back then uh and probably better than he would if he was trying to write anything from today so it's pretty authentic i would definitely check it out but the art i just can't get past mm. he also sorry for a third but i listened to your commentary for transformers 4 and it was great hope we can get new tracks every now and then from you guys i'd like to do more of them that was age of extinction <laughs> if you haven't already checked it out check out us watching transformers 4 age of extinction because it is so funny because that movie is so terrible it's also great because like it's the whole crew uh, but then Ben fell asleep at 15 minutes in. And so like, you'll occasionally hear him like snoring, but also like, I thought he was just really mad. Like I thought he didn't like, I thought he ended up being interested in the movie. And so he was just stoically, like not reacting to anything we were saying, but it turns out he just fell the hell asleep. How good is age of extinction? That good. Uh, Dr. Bright, hello! Enjoyed the recent hello. back issues of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Thank you. Are you fans of Dr. Fate? I think he's awesome. Any reading recommendations? Um, I, I honestly, I, I we like, like the idea. I like the idea of Dr. Fate and I like the, I, I Dr. Fate on teams, but I haven't really delved into like a solo series with him. I, there's, I, it's so funny because I'm like, I love magic users, but like, just, I don't know. There's just something about him. He's, it's tough. Cause it's like, there are multiple Dr. Fates. The helmet's kind of complicated. He's, hey, the complication doesn't bother me. I know, but I, like, I it's, it's not as like Dr. Strange is just like magician. 
right? Like, okay, he, I get it. He's not a magician. But it's like tragic sorcerer. Fine. Yeah. That's every sorcerer story. I get it. Dr. Fate is like, well, who is it? The, the, we should get the Demetrius run. Yeah, well, I think what it really comes down to is like me like being nitpicky about my magic. Because like, a lot, listen, I like Constantine, right? And like, but he deals with magic, but he also deals with like, you know, like deity based magic and religious based magic. But like, yeah. and like, but I really prefer Dr. Strange's style of magic where it like calls it's more Lovecraftian. These, it's, it's more, more esoteric call, magic yeah, 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 as yeah, opposed like, to like about God. Right. And like, and I like Moon Knight. Right. But like, there's just something about like it just being, I don't know. And I know there's more to it than that, but like, I, I don't know. I just, I, one day. Yeah. One day I'm going to go, all right, I just rip the band aid off. Yeah. We'll get, uh, we'll get Dimatea's run because it's so that, cheap. That would definitely, and that would be a way to jump in, especially because, like, I think Dr. Fate is a woman in that one. But, uh, Tony Connor says, thanks for your, to yourselves, Benny and Rob's channels. I've had the best guides to help me in my DC timeline collection. What yes. do you, uh, what you all do matters, and I can't thank you enough. Aww. Live forever. Uh, F Pariah, Tony. Thanks, Tony. I like that last part the most. Especially because you have a little Pariah that will never I leave know. you. I, I love that you leave this here. So, like, every Monday I have to look at him. Well, also, you know, Dark Crisis comes out. So we got to talk about him. Uh, Pedro Vengas uh, just got back from a Portland trip and recently picked up Sandman book one and the Paper Girls Compendium because of the shows. Yay! I'm glad to hear that. That's the best thing to hear about those types of things. Honestly, that means a lot. Right. Like, seriously, because like that's the that's the most the comic book industry can hope for. Yeah. Is that like you did it? That's you, why you they do those thing, things. And I love yeah. that about you. The Derby of the Derps. Uh, hey, Sal and Tiffany, hope you're doing well. I love the most recent back issues. Got a vacation coming up that I'm sure uh, going to pick up the trade for. Yeah, nice. again, it's just like it's only a twenty dollar trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Pie- uh, Prieto, uh, glad to catch you guys live. Keep it up. Well, thanks, well, Daniel. Thank you very thanks much. for being here, dude. Uh, Mongoose, the artist, Tiffany bought uh, brought me into Supergirl with your Supergirl Human Target debates. Uh, read both <laughs> and couldn't decide. Loved Immortal X Men and Red both had great lines. That's yes, yes. They did. They did. Do uh, you want to talk about X Men Red or you want to wait? Uh, that's the last one. I'm okay. All right. Cool. About, then what's the next sure. one for Tiffany? Um. Uh. Duh. Uh. Duh. <laughs> Is me. it Immortal X Men number five? Uh. No. I was actually gonna um talk. Uh, real quickly about uh, Legion of X. Ah, Legion of X, yes. Uh, the Cy Spurrier X-Men book. That's right, yeah. Uh, which is not involved in Judgment Day, yet definitely deals with characters who should be involved in Judgment <laughs> Day. So you got to kind of piece that together that this is happening. It could just probably. be Cy going like, I don't care. I think it just happens beforehand. I think we yeah. have to accept the fact that this is all happening beforehand. So this is by Cy Spurrier and Jan Basildua. Yes. Um, and... I, I like this book. It's fun. Uh, it, it's, well, you like Spurrier a lot. I do like Spurrier quite a bit. I really, really do. Um, but this is, of course, dealing, um, you know, because, t- t- listen, I came, came off of Spurrier from Hellblazer, and, like, all I wanted was more. And while this is not the same tone at all, it is, like, that type of book where it's like, hey, we're definitely dealing with costume characters who are more brightly colored than Hel- <laughs> than, than John. Um, but we're going to talk about, you know, some more in-depth things like Nightcrawler, this entire journey he's been on in the Spurrier books has been questioning his religion. Oh. Right? You know what I mean? Like, questioning his religion, forming a religion for Krakoa, like, that's been his journey, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and of, like, of course, you've got um, Legion being involved with this, and, he, and he's been good. He's been, like, you know... He's been, he's been staying in line. He's been very much staying in line and being very helpful. Okay. Um, but, of course, like, you know, being a thorn in his father's side. In oh, of a course. Because he's, like, you know, being better than him in a sense. As well he should be. Yeah. Um, but in, in Legion of X, um, the idea here is that Nightcrawler had created, like, the Legionnaires, which are, like, a, like a, a secondary police force that aren't X-Force that deal with, like, things on Krakoa and yeah. try to make things better. And, like, they 
their home base is in a like pocket reality that legion created okay well he's know? able to do that yes yeah. yes um so th- there's a lot going on there um juggernaut of course has been on the team for a couple of issues now uh against charles's wishes mm-hmm uh, which <laughs> Juggernaut takes really hard when he finds that out because like, oh. they told him that he like that he was cool with it. Yeah, and then it was revealed that he wasn't. And he was like, "That sucks." <laughs> Damn it, Chuck. That, that really sucks. That really does suck because like Charles is all about second chances. Yeah, he himself requires multiples. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't Kurokoa be the place he's, for that? Yeah, but I mean, like he's like, "You're not a mutant, though, so get the fuck out of here." Yeah, and he's also like, "There's no way, like, I, like where the Juggernaut goes, like destruction follows." That's like his mentality. True. And to be fair, he does like that's that's the nature of his abilities, you know? Yeah, like, he's a human Juggernaut. He can't be stopped. All he does like, is smash. You're gonna have him on Krakoa, and of course, you know what's one of the rules of Krakoa is to not hurt Krakoa. So it's like I, yeah. I, I kind of get where Charles is coming from, but he's definitely approaching it from the wrong perspective. Just take this. Just take the crystal out of him. Well, they need him for like his abilities, and like Nightcrawler wants him on the team because he's like, no, he should have a second chance. Right, but no, I'm saying like Charles should be like he can stand Krakoa if he's not a juggernaut. Right, but then like, but they want him there. But they want him there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like additionally, while this has been going on, Arakos had an issue with like false gods. They're gods, but they show up and they try to like sway the Iraqis to follow them, yes. and then they're therefore punished naturally for doing so. Like the gods are, mm-hmm. and also the people. um but there was like one that got away yeah and they want they like we have to find them so um nightcrawler it paired up in this buddy cop book (laughs) with uh uh zizen weaponless zizen is that a iraqi person yeah her ability she's called weaponless because her ability is that she can like paint the truth of someone like so she could paint something but like she sees the truth in you okay but like that's not useful to a war (laughs) so she's known as weaponless even though she's like cypher yeah okay an ability right right um so they've been paired up and like they have a thing for one another and they and well she likes him like she's like yeah little blue man didn't he bang somebody recently though he banged her yeah there we go four times okay because like he she, she's like one time is enough because after that it's indulgence and I, we don't take part in an indulgence he's like yeah but we probably just should right so he convinces well, we have her to, to make sure <laughs> well we have to make sure we have like a kid maybe um but like she's starting to like question herself based on his influence and he's starting to question himself based on her influence because she doesn't believe in religion right right she does she's like you should believe in yourself and like clearly you don't there's like a hollowness like behind your faith Not fair like all you care about is helping others and hurting yourself right and he's like ouch oh no <laughs> um but inevitably there's that character switch who was like jumping body to body and like mutilating the mutants he was in mm-hmm. because it's like that's not technically illegal right yeah but it turns out he hooked up with this deity okay and so like, the deity's been powering him so it like, added magic to the the mix mm. um but inevitably nightcrawler like forces him to like take him so that when they switch nightcrawler's in his body he can find the deity cool the deity is like a mishmash of like creation of things because like Obviously, it was like a mischievous de- de- or deity. So it's like, oh, is it Loki? He's got the horns. I remember us talking about that. Yeah, but it's not. And like, I assumed it would not be because Spurrier is not. That. Right, but Loki's on the cover of the issue. What? <laughs> Where? Oh, no, yes, but, but no, but but yes, but no, um, but but no, but no. Okay. Because like the idea here is he's this guy's an amalgam of all piece, of like the mischievous. Of, of, no, of like random pieces. So it's like you know loki's helm and like the feathers and fruits of eris and like the mocking maw from anansi like he's just a bunch of he's art- a bunch of god or uh like, artifacts like just put together okay and he's like so like i suck <laughs> but like and i'm here to serve right so he's like mimic kind of 
Um, but like, Nightcrawler's basically like, you should believe in yourself. Why don't you try that? Right. That's what she said to him. Yeah, He's yeah, like, maybe yeah. I should do the same. Fair. And then it turns out that like, uh, Aura Serata, the like eyeball thing. Yeah. You see a lot. She's the one that first was his follower. Okay. So like, she's the one that brought him to being. Mm. And then like, wants to condemn him now and destroy him. Right. Now the reason I say that you need to assume that this is probably happening beforehand is because of the uh, the fallout from X-Men Red. So just kind of assume that this happened before all of that. Right. I would hope because yeah. Um, there you go. It's a really well written book. Uh, from like, I love it. I, I think Spurrier is great. I can't remember if this is issue three or issue four, but there's this amazing moment where Pixie is like simultaneously trying to track down. She's trying to track down Switch, um, Nightcrawler, and um, Zasen mm-hmm. are trying to find this deity. They realize that they're one and the same, and that okay. they're both working on the same case. But she runs into this like, like vision of the the deity, right? But he's right. huge, and he says like, "You shall not pass." Mm-hmm. and she goes no offense boyo the gandalf impression needs some work ask magneto when he's drunk honestly it's uncanny oh like, that's fun <laughs> cute cute adorable um i don't know if like anyone else is like this is my favorite book like i like this book a lot um but like right now it doesn't have the grandiose nature that like some of the other issues it's not this connected week had. and it's not connected to what's currently going on but that does that shouldn't sway you from something that's a really genuinely good book that questions not only the actions of Krakoa and the society that they've built, but also like might call into question some of your own, you know, beliefs, like beliefs and, or not even like beliefs, but like views on the world. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's nice. Uh, Matthew Terlaga. I'm glad that this spider verse event doesn't involve the inheritors for once. And did you notice that the Scottish spider person was named MacDonald Gargan? Oh, I did not notice that his name was Mac Gargan. That's fun. Mac. I didn't know it wasn't necessarily going to involve the inheritors. I bet it does in some way. Uh, Daniel Hospitales, uh, here's a couple of uh, here's a couple to keep the lights on. Well, Love you guys. Much. Thank you very much, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Cayetano Garcia, hey Sal, what do you think of Prey and where does it rank in the Predator franchise? Uh, should we talk about Prey for a minute? We can just review Prey. Okay. Prey is great. We loved it. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, saw it in theaters with the cast and crew uh, back at San Diego Comic-Con. It was totally worth it. Uh, I had uh, the embargo was lifted, I think, on August 4th or something. But uh, I, of course, have been like quietly talking about how great it was, but didn't get a chance to talk about it in depth. We're not going to do that necessarily right now, but we will talk about how we did have a viewing party at our house. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a couple people over. We just watched the movie. Uh, I was happy to not tell anyone what to to expect from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I think you guys were pleasantly surprised slash not surprised because you heard about how much I enjoyed it. So you knew at least that I liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, um, what did you think of Prey? I freaking loved it. Uh, My favorite Predator movie is Predator 2. Don't at me. (laughs) It's my favorite, um, but I got to tell you, I think Prey is edging it out, mm-hmm. and I and not like for the maybe the most obvious reasons because I'm sure people will be like, oh, it's because it's because you're a woman and the women are you know you you can't possibly imagine yourself as a protagonist if it's not you. No, actually, I can. That's why I like. Right, that's why I like Danny Glover. That's why I like Danny Glover because he's an everyman. <laughs> yeah, but you're that, also that not is like how I can actually imagine it because he's an everyman. Yeah, but you're so also like, not like a 60 year old black man, so it's like yeah, see, he wasn't 60. <laughs> it's been 60 for the past 45 years no. um but like i and i still love that movie like hands down i yeah. love that movie and i'll watch it anytime it's on but the way in which prey was shot like the cinematography that lended itself to like the grandiose nature of the movie and yeah. made it feel like this is this is a film like we're watching a movie right. you know what i mean and that was so like refreshing to yeah. see that have like a predator stalking around in the background like it made it feel more like what the predator yeah i know i see it <laughs> Yeah, there's a fly. Yep. <laughs> no, 
no. Um, but it made it feel more like what every Predator movie really should be, which is like a, here's a movie that's going on, and then a Predator shows up. That's so right. So it strikes me as like, here's a period piece. Yes. Because of the way in which it's shot and like, you know, not only like the 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 cast and the actors and the music, but like just literally actual like shots and color palettes from the film. Yeah. Just make it feel like, oh, you're just watching this movie, but you know a predator is going to show up. <laughs> yeah. And the predator doesn't waste time being there. No. Uh, here, hang on one second. All right. I had to hit the mic, so he I thought I muted. didn't get it. I didn't get, get it. it. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. No. Um, it's action packed. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't pull punches, but it, it does the thing that I really like, especially in a movie like this, where it like has, like, it's set against maybe something like a larger backdrop. Like, there's a whole like group of individuals, but like at the end of the day, it's a really a small cast that's going to be taking the, on this thing. Like, yeah. That's what Predator 2 does. That's too. every, like, that's every good Predator movie is yeah, that. Even though in Predator 2, you're like in a city full of people, it's really focused well, on a, a very small group There of are four main characters, and well, there are four characters, like, yeah. in Predator 2, you know, like, no, it, yeah. Like, that's really the key for me is that, like, it needs to be a small group against, like, this, like, unstoppable being. Yeah. Um, it, like, whittled down to one individual against this unstoppable being. Exactly. Now, um, you, uh, for you, so it's, like, Predator 2, Prey, and then I, Predator 1 and Predator Honestly, like, Prey right now is edged out Predator 2, just because I haven't seen Predator 2 in a hot second. In a, yeah, in um, And, like, I'm just riding high by how good that movie looked yeah. for me. Now, I know a lot of people are complaining about the CG, and if it's, like, at I the complain end, about the bear. If at the end of the day, like, your complaint is the fact that the CG bear doesn't look cool. Like a and, real bear? And like, the fact that, like, what the CG bear is doing in the movie, because I will not spoil that for you. Yeah. And, like, and instead, you're not thinking about that and how No, that so moment. That I was, was, like, waiting like, for it. I'm like, yes, because, like, I did complain about the CG bear, but it needs to be CG in order for a sequence to take place. And I was like, <laughs> I hope these guys think this is as awesome as we all in the theater. Did. And I, and I will say what was nice about having a home viewing was I got to be as audible. You'd be like, ah! like I was, I was very audible throughout yeah. the entire movie. And I hope the other two people who were watching the movie were not uh, distracted sure were by my noises. Um, yeah. Because yeah, like I, I watched, that was a, a I physically watched that movie. I had, yeah. I had real reactions to it. Um, yeah. Loved it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think it goes, I think it is still, it is up there, but I am a, like, I'm a classic mm -hmm. guy. So it's like Predator, Predator 2, Prey, Predators, and then there are no other movies. Because mm -hmm. uh, I I still like Predators. Yeah. I think Predators works, and I think no, it's solid. I do too. Um, But. Yeah, I guess I'm Prey, Predator 2. They're, like, going to volley for one and two, mm -hmm. basically, forever now. Yeah. Then Predator for me. Yeah. Then Predators. And then honestly, there are there are moments in AVP, the yes, first the one first that one. I like. I I don't like that movie, no. but there are moments in that movie that I'm like, that's cool. I, well, the, that's you know, and you know what's funny? Okay. Every moment you do like is just stolen from the comic. I books. know, like, and that's why I clearly it's like, like oh, it. Oh, a woman teams up with a predator. That's it's not that's even a that, comic it's book. It's not even that. For me, it's the moment that he's like teaching her. Yeah, where he shows her how like, he's like All this, right. this doesn't you know the the acid doesn't penetrate here. Yeah, like, you're like you primitive being. <laughs> look at it, what you thick person. Look at what I'm trying to <laughs> express to you. Yeah, and it is really cool to see a xenomorph and a predator on screen at the same sure, time. Sure. Sure. But uh, um, but I still hate those movies. Especially, you, I'm telling you, like I, it, it'd be a very short-lived podcast. But like I, I could talk, I could like talk about Predator. I know, yeah, me too. Like, it's, that's a show. That was one of those things that I, I think early on, I was like, yay, good, he likes 
he likes he accepts predators too. I don't know if you were on board the same way I was, and I th- and I like to think that through my eyes, yes, you grew a great. But I did like it. Yeah. I did like Predator too. I remember, um, you know, family being like, "You shouldn't see Predator too. It's it's like too much." And I was like, "I, I loved how." How like gory and it, you know it's a great kind of movie you can see at eleven years yeah. old and you're like oh wow yeah yeah it's dope but that was that was one of those like early on like relationship bonding moments it's like oh predator too <laughs> uh, Adam Frazier uh, had a fantastic time at C two E two this weekend got to meet Daniel Warren Johnson again and Donny Cates gave me a box of chicken nuggets that he later signed completely missed Claremont's weird ramblings though well that's good were, that's good for you were there nuggets time. in the box right I would hope that you ate all the nuggets and he just gave you the garbage but. Uh, yeah, man, D Dubs is great. He's such a sweet dude. I'm telling you, he's like the Mr. Rogers of comics. You got to meet him if you get a chance. I love that he loves like violence and he draws this like su- it's such an emotional way in which he draws and 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 the like everything is on that page. Like you just, you just all this action and kinetic energy into it. Uh, Donny Cates is a sweet dude, and he's always been pleasant whenever we've run into him. Oh my him. gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, uh, and Cla- his wife is like so sweet, isn't she? Uh, but yeah, we 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 also missed Claremont. That's for the best. Uh, young Goku over nine thousand, multiple Spider Man is like multiple Super Saiyans. It just has diminishing returns and eventually boring. I bought it and I just didn't care. Oh well. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and then we're gonna learn those le- those lessons. Uh, Hats Beetle, here's some as a big thank you for letting me know about Spider Girl, one of the best reads I've Supergirl. had. Supergirl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was just saying. Yay! But yeah, that's great. Enjoy uh, Supergirl, man. Uh, Jordan Hughes, glad I could make it to the live. My girlfriend and I recently broke up and wanted to say thanks for making a long day easier. Keep those lights on. Uh, sorry to, for the uh, for the for the troubles, Jordan. Thank you so much for letting us hang out with you while you uh, move on with your life. Uh, hopefully, you know you know things are going to get better. Think, not hopefully, things are going to get better. But hopefully, you will uh, you know get the you know you'll you'll move on uh, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Chase uh, Welling says, just read Goodwin Alien book. Thanks to Sal. Predator from Marvel looks good. What artist would you guys want for Marvel's inevitable AB- AVP book? I think we all know the answer to that. But if you haven't already checked out uh, Walt Simonson and Archie Goodwin's Alien book, the one to get is the oversized edition. It's over there. Wait, what's your answer? I will answer just a second. Oh, but sorry. like you should, if you haven't already, uh, the Alien adaptation by uh, Simonson and Goodwin. It? It's over there. It's in the reading corner. But like, uh it is it is an adaptation of the movie and it's not just like the script it is of the film and if you get a chance to like pour over it like it's a great comic but this oversized edition is of course like the best way to look at walt simonson's work as you can see it's massive um this is actually I, I i made this comic strip i don't like to advertise like my personal stuff while i'm doing like my job but uh we did this comic strip called uh flight of the Venturong, and i will tell you that like that comic that i made like so when i was beat when i chose to be creative i would read this and listen to the tron legacy soundtrack and it was just like just this combination of those those tones and feelings but when you get this kind of thing the original art editions when you open it up and look inside you can see that like they scanned the original pages but like the art pages so you can see like when they've made changes or when they were like uh you know scotch tape or uh, or coffee stains and you can see also of course like all of uh simonson's art which is on display and like just just phenomenal stuff uh so if you haven't already picked this up you must uh i think uh i think did simonson sign this one I don't think so. Oh no, he did. Yay! Ta-da! You yeah, look at this—the derelict spaceship. 
like and, and on screen it doesn't look you know on your phone which you're inevitably looking at uh the show on doesn't really capture it but this is and the level of detail you know it's like there's a movie and an alien is arguably a perfect film and this is arguably a perfect comic book you should definitely check this out if you haven't already uh, but thanks, Chase, for getting us a chance to talk about that. Uh, Michael uh, Breyers, hey, thanks for the show. It's how I find out about new books. I don't think about Red Batman 126 the other day and super awesome reading Sentinel of Liberty while watching. Nice. You didn't answer who your, your, your artist pick is. Oh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh, okay. Just get Daniel Warren Johnson to draw EVP from Marvel if and when they ever make it. Maybe. Uh, Somber Shadow, a 001, amazing episode of Back Issues. You know, it's a good episode when Tiffany makes Ben cry. I didn't even mean to. Like, no. that came out of nowhere. I it was did, like, it did. What? Uh, what uh, who's your pick for AVP from Marvel? I don't know. I don't I don't really have a good pick right now, honestly. I, I was going to say Dan Mora. Mm. Because because of Once in Future and his ability to draw beasties and like yes. crazy looking Oh, things. his xenomorphs would look great. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. About I think it. his Predator would too. And I think it's just, it would be really interesting action. I agree. Yeah. And he choose like really dynamic poses and such. Yep. Uh, I would also like to see, I mean, the dude who drew Alien, like back for Dark Horse, who's like occasionally doing, doing like design work for NECA. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that artist to come back. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. I'm sorry. Uh, to Lol House, uh, how do I get that commentary track? I just posted it actually in the chat. So you should find a link to it. But just type uh, Age of Extinction Comic Pop and you'll find it. Uh, Brady White, hey guys, uh, or hey friends, how do you do? I just read DC uh, 1062 uh, and it was interesting. It might be a book I sit on for a bit. The Gordon book by Spurrier was fun. I agree. I still haven't read it yet. Yeah, you gotta, I got to remind you to pick that yeah. up. Uh, Living Freak, I saw that Spider-Man dinosaur toy. Honest to God, I thought it was a squirt gun. Yeah. I mean, he's just, oh, the, the toy's already out? I assume. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like it's it's inspired by the toy. Uh the Telphonics I whipped through uh, Woman, of Woman of Tomorrow so I could watch. Yeah. Well worth it, but I need to reread it. Ha yes. ha. We got passes for ZapCon. We've never been. <gasps> what should we expect from a New Jersey Comic Con? Keep the lights okay, on. Okay, so from that one, I like don't expect like a real like. This is not like a like a Comic Con. This is not like, like New York Comic Con or Baltimore. What or you like are going to get, they're going to be like some smaller creators there. We're going to be there just because we're local. Um, So this is more like a local show. Think of it definitely like that. But like they're going to have like really what this is for them is they have a ridiculous amount of inventory. Like they have a scary amount of inventory. <laughs> it's a daunting amount of books, <laughs> a fire great... hazard amount of inventory, but in, in fantastic condition. That's yeah. the other thing is like they, they have, I believe there's, I believe there are going to be 500 long boxes. Yes. Yes. So like if there are like in particular individual issues you're looking for, have a list yeah. ready to go that you're definitely like looking to get. Cause there might be in there. And a lot of them are going to be like a dollar. Yeah. Like, one to two dollars i think but like they're also going to be in like immaculate like shelf ready condition Mm -hmm. so it's worth checking out but also there's going to be creators and artists and writers and stuff like that there as well but it's not not going to be be like a bigger con where it's like it's all gonna be like in one room yeah it's in the wayne uh, like pal so it's like it's not going to be like in a ballroom with a whole bunch of stuff there will be panels but they're gonna be on the same floor and space as the con so you're literally just gonna walk like behind a curtain and there will be the panel like Like, getting your toes wet you're like okay cool. very very easy to to get into yeah but uh, it's it's all about just like meeting creators that are going to be there and mm-hmm. if you go to zapcon fan uh fam zap z-a-p-p con fam.com you can check out who's going to be there and it's not like a crazy list like we're on it so it's like you know there there was like one top tier comic book writer that was going to be on that list 
for the last three years and then just wasn't on the list anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know who the biggest creator is, but like, you know. But the creators are, are there. A but lot they're of local them, creators. They're local creators. And so like, you know, if you're the type of person also who likes to like just get art commissioned, like even if it's not like from like a super well-known artist, but maybe like a known artist yeah. or just an artist you happen to maybe like their stuff, like a lot of them do will sit and do like sketchbook commissions. That's true. For you while you're there. Yeah. Uh, Storm King says, do you think there will be a prey to and will they include the lore from the comics about the heading up uh, the healing properties of the predator blood? Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be any healing properties. And no, I don't think I, I yes, I think there will be a prey. If if prey performs, I expect there to be a prey to. But I don't want to pray to. And here's why. I Well, how about this? I want to pray to if prey is just the like moniker for the series yes. and then it takes place in different places right and that's the thing i don't want to see these characters again i think we're good well no and that's and but that and if listen if these people who made this movie are the kind of people i think they are who like clearly get it understand what made it work they should understand that what made it work was going someplace else right right going different times different going times, different locations different, different like protagonists like yeah yeah no i i saw someone tweet this and i was like how come you have like 16,000 likes and I've been saying this for 20 years and no one and, and, and Tom King's makes fun of me, but like the predator prey proved the predator formula, which is like, take the predator and drop him in a time frame yeah. that is interesting. Give him a, like, you know, a, a simple flimsy action movie script to ruin mm -hmm. and then have him do that. Like, a disgraced ronin in the japanese countryside during feudal japan times and then the predator shows up to like yeah. dog a village that's your movie you know an old disgraced gunslinger who's like an alcoholic sheriff and then like a predator shows up and there's like cattle rustlers that show up and then the predator appears like that's those are your movies yeah. and like you just that's and then you just make them as well as you can and they're genre pictures like yeah. this was a film about a, about the comanche nation who are also dealing with this like woman in her tribe who wants to be like accepted for something other than what they expect her to be. And then a predator shows up. Yeah. Like, you know, there's another movie happening. There's another movie happening. And then the predator that you could have actually seen. Yeah. And it was great. But like, then the predator makes it like all that much more exciting. Plus it's like well shot and it's like got yeah. good action. That's what you need to do. But like make a, make a Comanche nation movie, make a samurai like a spaghetti western yes. or you know like make those movies yes. but with the predator in them. yeah there's also a moment in those movies or in this movie in prey it was like two moments really and they're both connected but it's it's the moment that like connects it to predator 2 and yeah. like I, I i think i almost like peeled myself in half i didn't tell anyone i was like i can't i was like this is, this is so dope yeah and i, I remember was... in the theater four people were like what that would have been me <laughs> but i was like me. yay they noticed yeah, that would have been me. Yeah, yeah, you could do. You know what? You remember that White House Down movie? Yeah, that would have been better if it was a Predator. Yeah, right. Oh my God, White House Down. <laughs> yeah, just take shitty scripts. Like Die Hard Five could have been saved if a Predator showed up, <laughs> killed John McClane's terrible acting son, and just made it John McClane versus the Predator. Like that's how you fix these things. Riddick versus the Predator. Oh, now we fix the Riddick franchise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what you need is a Predator show up in your movie. That'll fix it. That'll fix it. That'll fix the movie. Now you have to like keep the budget you know simple yeah you know but like hey nobody likes those pirates movies anymore but what about if like jack sparrow likes the predator no i, I don't on want a pirate be, ship. i don't want to be a name character i like just no a, i know a character know. you don't know oh yeah exactly no because well, then you don't know if they're going to survive or not yeah uh living freak brett booth on art for the marvel avp book please he's fun yeah he'd be cool 
uh, Jack Rogers Ripaverse thoughts. I got none. Uh, so let's talk about these other books that it came out. Uh, I guess I'll talk about Batman. They're all big books. My next three are all big. They're friggin- all big books. They yeah. Lie. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, this is Batman 126 from uh, Chip Zdarsky, Belen Ortega, and of course, uh, Jorge Jimenez. This is continuing the, you know, the, this is the next issue in the Zdarsky run for Batman. And it's great. It's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, it works. Uh, so what, but what does it work? Batman is like in a weird place where he, he's in a weird place where he's like, yeah, I know. I read it. Oh, you read it. Oh, well, great. <laughs> the sequence in which he's like, I'm an old man who surrounded himself with children and I need to get back to like basics. I'm like, fuck yes. When he, for me, it was when he said like, get up old man. I'm like, huh. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like the, the fact the entire bat family is on display shows up sh- like showcases Batman's legacy more or less, and then gets their asses handed to them by failsafe, this new, uh, new character. And like, again, I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to fuel any fires that shouldn't be lit and I don't want to you know uh, appear to be a con- uh, you know a complainer because I have hit some major like dings against previous creators for propping up their own original characters using the Batman title to do so. Mm-hmm. Re Miracle Molly punchline the designer, every James Tynan, the, the gardener, every single James Tynan, the fourth ghost character, hunter. clown hunter, ghost hunt, like oh. clown hunter, ghost maker. maker. Yeah. Sorry. Love taker, heartbreaker. Uh, and, and of course, and Josh Williamson did the same thing. Oh yeah. Like he created that other one. Uh, his name, I can't even fucking remember, uh, but like, and, and Chip did the exact same thing in issue two yeah. of his run. Uh, but everything else around it is so, fun cool earned and character driven that i'm like yeah whatever well I, i'm glad it's not like oh it's, yeah no i definitely had that. I had that moment um i i'll say that i think how this um arc shakes out yeah will determine whether or not it was like a cash grab or not because a lot of times it's like you could have there is easily a villain that already exists that you could put into the spot yeah you know what i mean but like so far this one right, it could have been like, like deathstroke or it could have been well, no, no, i'm just saying like but so far like with the other creations yes. that we had issues with like you know I'm not, and that's not to say they should never create because i think no. they should but like there's there comes a point where it's like you're doing this for not yeah, you're doing you're this not, so that like you're you can, for story-driven reasons no you're doing this because you want to get paid in the future and yeah, i get that so i, I think that the key is going to be to see where chip takes this story and i think yeah. that will determine whether or not it it feels like it was done in service of the story or was done in service of chip i think chip doesn't give a shit like you see <sighs> chip and he's like i did it because i'm writing batman mm-hmm. not because like i'm trying to further the chip zadarsky brand right the chip zadarsky brand while it's not like you know, there's no like, there's, there isn't a chip in every household in America. Uh, Zdarsky's like, I'm talented. I'm like, he he could be like, he is like Batman himself. Like, he could mm-hmm. be a, a safe cracker or a concert pianist or, you know, a, a brilliant surgeon. Like, he is a graphic designer. He's a writer. He's an artist. Like, he's mm-hmm. a triple threat, quadruple, quintuple threat. And he doesn't need to work in comics to make those things work. Oh, he's really funny too. And he's and he's clever and funny. Like he could be a YouTube personality. He could work for a newspaper like he used to, or a magazine. He could you know, run like a you know a, a website or you know create whatever. Like he he doesn't need Batman. Is my Chip point. He does as he pleases. Yeah, he does as he pleases, <laughs> and that's how he gets like the the the, the power he has because he shows up to like Marvel retreats and he's like, I don't give a shit. You know, they're like, we need you to write Bat- Spider Man, and he's like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Like I'm out. 
he he rejected he's not going to marvel retreats anymore wow they invited him they were like hey come and he's like i'm writing batman i can't come to those and they're like oh who cares he's like i do yeah he's like i can't he's like i know what dc is going to be doing now like batman is the bottom line for dc comics and like i'm not going to like i'm not going to take that privileged information to this meeting like it might influence even if i keep it to myself he's also a good guy he's also a fucking professional (laughs) good guy chip so like i so i trust failsafe even though i don't care that it's like a robot that's trying to kill them but also the fact that it's a fucking robot means i don't have to like worry about what the agenda is or what people's like interpretation of what agendas are you know, because the other thing was I didn't want to, like, fuel the fire because it's like a lot of those characters I had a problem with are also women. And I don't want to be like, oh, the problem is they created too many female characters. No, the problem is... Like, the problem is that they were, like, I don't know if they were in service of the story or if they were serving their own bottom line. And that's line. what it is. And that's what always upsets me is that, like, create characters, but create them because, like, the story needs it. Exactly. Like, or it's like, well, except that the fact that, like, they were writing those stories in service of that character. Like, well, the story with with Punchline needs to work because it's the introduction of Punchline. Like, yeah. I that's know. not a story then uh, but anyway this issue is dope af and we see batman like driven to the edge and it's so great to see that because even though we've seen it like a thousand times because it was so exhausting the last three times because it was done kind of hacky seeing it now is like oh that's kind of earned mm-hmm. uh, you know and then we get these callbacks like the first issue that we he did has batman having these dreams about the three jokers returning and you're like wait what like you're gonna you're gonna reference the three jokers and the the last page reveal of this is calling back to batman r.i.p which like they haven't done that character or that affectation of batman which i don't want to spoil <laughs> since morrison and i saw somebody go like is it too soon i'm like too soon it's been like 15 years no it's not too soon yeah this is awesome so yeah it, it, it's it's not like that Detective Comics issue I read, where I'm like, this is like reading Legend of the Dark Knight. Right, right. This is what reading modern Batman should feel like. It's it's not the Snyder Capullo run, where it was like, wow. Mm. Like the Snyder Capullo run every month, I was like, wow, until I got sick of it. But even when I got sick of it, in con- in contrast to everything else, I should have been more, pre- perhaps I judged you too harshly, you know? Because they were taking big swings and it had Capullo on art and it just worked. And Snyder like really, really wanted to talk about Batman as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the big swings they need to be taking. Right. But not in a way where they're like, we're just taking, we're making comedic changes to the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, it's the Batgirls. Look, it's the Robins. Look, yeah. it's Duke for God's sake. Yeah. And it's not like I'm making a point about Duke. Here's the duke arc you know people thought that like including myself were like oh it's about tim now like this is a tim time no tim's just in it yeah no he's just like no, alongside I, like yeah there's the family yeah right so it works it's mm-hmm. just it's a solid book how did you feel about it i liked it you know i thought i thought it was good um it's it is action-packed i will say that like yeah and jimenez is doing something new with what he was doing before yeah and i i definitely think that this arc is going to come around the other way. Like, I think we're like hitting hard in one direction. I think by the end of it, I think we're going to come to the realization that that's not how we should be. Yeah. Like, it's not going to end that way. Might end with a whimper or in a cave might end like in a quiet little, like, well, no, I'm thinking, well, I meant like just in terms of like the, like railing against the um, family. Yeah. I think it's going to come around the other way. And it's like, I do need them. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I know. But I also, because like, I yeah. do kind of like them all showing up. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. But I also would like to see some like solo Batman stuff. Yeah, that's and, fair. But we're getting that, I think, to, yeah. to some degree. 
uh that's really cool crazy ass costume yeah but i yeah <laughs> i but I, I love the idea of batman being like i, I like what have i done like i surrounded myself with children like, I, i'm know, like yeah do you know it's funny um when the hand comes to reveal yeah i thought we were going a very different way <laughs> and i was like why would you do that right oh no we're not doing that okay oh we're not yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to ruin it from someone else no exactly moment, but you should but like, be reading this series. but like i seriously was like wow okay. right no oh no we're not that's no like if okay. you like batman you're gonna like this book uh the derpiest of derps hey was curious if you guys had watched any of the new season of harley quinn personally i think it's not as good as the first two seasons i watched the first episode of the new season just because i was like i was not at home for a little while and so i was like fuck it i'll just watch the first episode because i love that show and i love the first two seasons and i'm so like well well the thing was i was like i'm clearly gonna watch it again yeah uh no i didn't like it very much so I, I thought it was I haven't fine seen any of it yeah not you know i thought it was fine but like it's it's just maybe the magic maybe the fun of it is that like what they were working on i mean mm. we, we were we were kind of like there when they were making that show not like that we were working on the show with them but we were on the ground floor we knew the people working on the show and like mm -hmm. seeing it in development and, and and seeing it kind of like represent what the plan was for the dc app um there was a lot of excitement around it and there was a lot of like subversion with that with that show and i think just the first episode at least was like oh okay you know yeah it's about something you know it's all right <laughs> uh nuber 375 what do you think about the pistol retcon and prey uh there is no retcon it's just what it is uh, it's really cool uh, but i also didn't want to spoil it for anybody so uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Devil's Advocate Productions. Y'all watch Sandman yet? I never read the books, but binged the show in three days. Loved it. Have a great evening. You too, man. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we haven't watched the the whole show. Wait, I didn't even get you. Wait, this is really not a question for it you. It is not. I'm sorry. But I'm just I'd giving a prelude. Be, uh, no, I, I've... You're not gonna, you're going to ruin this monitor if you go after this fly. Just let the fly be. Fine. Um, I, honestly, that comment like breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah um like I, I i haven't read anything of it and not even like a and i plan to no um because i think this is one of those where the source material is definitely going to be worth it i've i skimmed through some of it for a very specific reason and um just to get like a good baseline on it so i can't say i've actually watched it so I'll, like take my um version like my um review of it my yeah. thoughts on it my thoughts not a yeah. review it's my thoughts um on it with a grain of salt because i haven't started from the get-go um there's definitely some things that are like straight up out of the comic and i yeah. was like this is really cool to see but it does make the things that like gaiman had to shift around um or he chose to shift around um that much more uh jarring for me yes. like it, it seems like it's like basically a very similar story line um i like at its like basis of premises like mm -hmm. here's the premise okay cool um but like everything that makes salmon what salmon is isn't really just the premise it's, no it's everything that is built the on. execution it's, it's the, the house, writing it's and the, the house art. Of, of sand and mystery that is built atop it um <laughs> but um so i you know was surprised to see certain things shifted around and I, i'm not talking about character genders or anything like that folks i'm talking about actual plot points okay right. so don't even start with me um i'm talking about real things that i know happen in the comic a very specific way versus not seemingly happening that way in the show um and i i do wonder i know listen i know neil made these decisions and so for a lot of people it's like that's it if the creator says it that's over and like i get you um but 
I'm also the type of person who believes that like once once art's out there, yeah, it like, belongs to everybody. Yeah, or just kind of let it go. And it's yet, the final word. And yet, I will say, I was the person who was happy to see that they had switched up Sweet Tooth. Yeah, but, like I I liked Lemire's reason for doing that. Well, and I also didn't really like Sweet Tooth until I saw the show. So it's like, oh well, all right. No, I I mean like his reasoning for it was this like he's like that's not what the world needs right now. <laughs> and I was like, that's really interesting. That's like a really interesting like interpretation interpretation of why you're doing that. Neil wants to do it because Neil wants to do it because Neil is an artist and he doesn't want to do the same thing now three times yeah because the audio drama is very much the comic yeah so it's like he did that he had to write some stuff for it clearly to like fill in some like narratorial gaps mm -hmm. but like that would be three times he had to do the exact same thing so yeah. like, i'm sure for him he was like i'm not doing that again we're gonna change things yeah especially because it's like you're going from comic to show so you have to change some things much like they did in paper girls like you have to think about the medium that it's in but there are like certain things i just can't get over and i'll be honest with you the number one thing the number one thing i cannot get over is morpheus's look hmm yeah, Morpheus has a, has such a distinct and iconic look that, like, to deviate from it, like, to yeah. the point where people don't really like Daniel Hall because he's not Morpheus. Right, right. And, but, like, for me, it really comes down to, like, the eyes. And I know they were like, but he can't emote without the eyes. Oh, he's actors, man. And it's like, no, that's what Gaiman said. <laughs> I know. Gaiman but made like, a decision. But every about actor, that. every director is always like, the actor's but eyes like, and the windows to the soul. If you read that comic, do you know how often it is mentioned what his eyes look like because of how important it is that like Morpheus is not meant to look like a man. Like right. he is a man. He's a man shape. And at times he does look like one based on the person who is viewing him based on their culture and background. But like, it's just like, it, it's, it's not enough for me when you see him because he just looks like a dude. Right. Like at the I mean, end and of the he day, is played by one, but at the same time, he like he just looks like a really pretty dude. Yeah. But like it's not 1998. Like yeah. we can use the very ubiquitous, inexpensive technology to augment that 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 actor to mm -hmm. make them into Morpheus. Yeah. And we didn't do that. Yeah. And that's a real shame. Yeah. No, it it, it is it is true. Um that that's that for me is just that that's the biggest like one of my biggest like irks about it right. um other than that like and he's fine like i heard him like you know deliver some of the lines it's it's fine like i'm gonna guess certain things they had to change because i don't think they had the rights to certain characters oh, possibly yeah. there's definitely a couple of changes in there that i'm like are you doing this because you chose to do this or are you doing this because like you're not allowed to use those characters in a in a property that is technically dc right like it's technically this is vertigo you had a point to, to, to make about that do you want to mention it now because you didn't do it on the show i don't remember what it was it was just that like boy um oh yeah, there's a whole app dedicated to warner brothers properties i know but like clearly, which i guess like good thing they didn't go with them i know because... no no for sure but i mean this has clearly been in development for quite a while but i'll be honest after watching um peacemaker and seeing doom patrol damn do i wish that hbo before having fallen apart had had the opportunity to actually make this show right because HBO was also like a, a a sign of quality, like not just HBO Max, but like HBO making that show. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's owned by Warner Brothers. You could have used any and all of them. Yeah. You could have made it about, like you could have had Sandman in it. You mm -hmm. could have had Constantine show up. Yeah. You, you could have had, uh, you could have had that, uh, that, that, that funeral scene. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but so... I'm glad that people are watching it. And what I do hope is that it does make you go out and pick up the book. I saw somebody say, sorry, Tiff, but the art in the first, like in the book just doesn't capture me. Look, I yeah. get it, man. Sam it was the same person who asked your question. He, but he also said uh, that, uh, but the show did make you want to pick it up. But like, I, here's what like sad to me about that is that like, I know art makes a big difference, but I feel like Gaiman's words are, are transcendental enough that like, 
Sam Keith's art, his very specific style of art shouldn't have been, should have been, should not have been the, the the wall that kept you out, especially if you knew that like going forward, he's only on for the first volume. Right. Like he leaves immediately and like uh, he leaves immediately. Like first volume happens and he's like, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And it never looks like that again. They it don't even never, try to make it look not like even he close. Then Drinkenberg comes on and like, that's when you get like the art that everyone thinks of when they think of Sandman, even though like many other artists would take on that book. But like, yeah. I'm really glad people are checking it out. And like, if that's what it takes, great. What I hoping doesn't happen is people go like, yeah, actually the comic isn't that great. It's like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, can you imagine? Well, here's the thing. We live in a world where like that's going to happen. That's going to happen. It's going to happen just because people like to be contrarian. Right. That doesn't mean, and that doesn't mean if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. It's just that we used to live in a world and it's like, thanks to like the, you know the, the TikTokification of 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 the world. We used to live in a world where uh, someone would do that. The comic book fandom is like choked with contrarians, but it used to be someone would go, "Actually, Sandman is really overrated," and everyone in the room would go, "Like, hey, you're a fucking idiot," and that would be the end of it. Well, and now it's like we have to, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hear them out. That's fair. every like, every moron I or crazy think, person has to get an equal footing and gets a platform. That, I think everybody does have a right to be heard out. I do on, not agree with that, that at all. Opinion. But what I think is a shame is that people can't just say, I don't like it. They have to act like it's not as good. No, I don't like it. And therefore, and therefore I have to make you feel bad about liking it. Right. And that's what I think is a real shame. So it's like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But yeah. like, you know, it is Sandman. Yeah. Right. It's won awards. Yeah, well, <laughs> one thing, well, well, it did change the comic book industry forever in a direction where if you were to have not had it, you wouldn't like comic books now. Yeah. And I, I watched a good deal of the diner sequence and like, it's, it's, you know, it's a, very, it's a totally different experience from reading it. And I'm not saying it's better or worse or anything like, uh, like it's just a very different yeah. experience to what's in the book in terms of like, like reading content like that versus like visually seeing yeah. like it acted out. Like I said, not it, that particular issue or episode slash issue, not one better or worse than no. the other necessarily. No, I, I watched a, a, a clip from mm -hmm. the show that showcased death in action, mm -hmm. like doing her thing in a sequence that I don't even I remember if it's even had a chance to, to, to see, see death. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if it is, is in the book. Like it's a sequence because I, I I'm very familiar with a lot of like those death sequences because of how like iconic and important they are. Yeah. But, like there's one sequence in which she comes she comes to claim like a German uh, musician, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really well made and it's a very good scene. Um, and I all I all I could think of was like, wouldn't this have been really cool? And like, wouldn't this have been really cool if David Fincher had made this in 1995? Would have had a really like <laughs> yes and no because they wouldn't. Have, that's the other thing though. Like they actually have the like ability now to create a lot of the effects that you would expect to see, which like it, it's just. There's, there were no effects in the scene. It was actually like a really, it was, it and was very fine. grounded. Right. And I, and I like that because there is something about that character. And so like that, that's like well thought out then yeah. that like, you know, death is a much like subtler presence. Grasp, well, a grasp of like humanity and like, you know, you spends a day, uh, 24 hours with, within them as a mortal. Like, yeah. Like there's just something about her that's, that's a little more grounded. So I do appreciate that. I haven't seen that sequence yet. Um, but there are definitely some things that they change. And I'm really like, I'm, I'm going to have to like really pay attention to what their, what is in season one, but is technically volume two of the comic mm -hmm. because volume two of the comic, certain things happen there that then set up things to happen down the road. And either they're going to focus more heavily on things that happen in an issue or volume one. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm very interested to see how they're going to get themselves out of what it seems like they might've set up. Right. And I'm like, but I, I, again, admittedly speaking, I had to skim through it. Yeah. 
Uh, William Gaza says, uh, as a resident image reader, I have a question for Tiffany. Have you read Bloodstained Teeth? I'm I... not the biggest vampire fiction fan, but this book is something else. Check it out. Yeah, you already did. Yeah, I, I read the first issue of it. it. Like I liked it, but it didn't grab me. I might pick up uh, the first volume. There you go. Tuba's the one. Uh, African Zande is out saving people from slave trade. Suddenly a predator shows up. It's killing colonizers, but their people could be next. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. You kidding me? Yes. Uh, Ray Farth. This is for Danielle. She's always funny and caring during Tiffany streams. Everyone go support the channel on Twitch. Oh, thank yes, you. the Twitch uh, streams are great. Twitch.tv slash comic pop. Check them out. Uh, Andre F. Uh, <coughs> Tiffany, I watched the Sam and enjoyed it, but of course I had to rewatch her back issues episode for the umpteenth time. The way you describe every vignette, Chef's Kiss. Oh, I thank you so much. Yeah, again, I I am definitely going to be like in the like minority of people with this show, like where it's like, I I do wish it was a little seemingly more faithful in yeah. terms of like the way in which the story is structured, right? Um, or certain like again, it's just certain decisions they made about that, and like I think it's just I'm waiting. What's well, uh, more, we'll people? Let's wait, we'll wait to see if there's like interviews behind the scenes where it's like, oh, actually, we couldn't use this, 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 yeah. and this. Which is a shame because it's like at the end of the day, like Neil created something incredible and like completely like his own, mm-hmm. right? But like he did so at the bequ- like at the request of DC yeah. to do something with a like a specific character name, right? And so it is really it is theirs, but it is his. Like it's his love and his sweat and his tears yeah. and all of that behind it. Well, it's also like there's fewer people involved in making the comic book, so you are hearing a more clear voice, and you're watching a true collaboration between the artist and writer. Yeah. And with a television show movie, you're talking about thousands of people involved in this production, including like multiple people uh, who are both creative and uncreative who fancy themselves creative. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to see like the result of, you know, of of a greater collaboration with more people, which will inevitably dilute the voice. Yeah, no, I I could definitely see that. I mean, like, it's funny because like, of course, you know, Neil worked with Karen Berger like very like closely to develop this project or to develop Sandman, the original comic. Yep. Um, and I was just reading some interviews with them where like they were specifically talking about the doll's house, which is so the show covers preludes and nocturnes and the doll's house. And unless there's like, unless Calliope's in there at the end, which I, I know, I think she's cast, mm-hmm. but it was, I didn't get that far. Yeah. Um, then we don't, may not get into dream country. Um, but that, um, that like, he wanted to like Neil did a lot of research to make the doll's house happen yeah. in a time when that wasn't like feasible. <laughs> um, but like he wanted to add all these additional things in there and he wanted to have like a character within their talk specifically about uh, certain sexual acts and like uh, in particular, like masturbation in terms of like, like saying it with like complete conviction. Like I did this and this and this. And then eventually as you like listen and read through it, you realize he's actually talking about murder. Like we've shifted from that to, make murder yeah right uh and so he writes in the script and he get a, gets a call from her that says like she basically goes like people in the dc universe don't masturbate right um now so i don't know if like, that was like a director from on high which sounds like a friggin which yeah, sounds it like sounds like them 100 yeah. um but like for me like that's the type of like that sounds like a, a paul levitt's note right but that's like that i hope like helps to understand like while neil had total freedom and was able to do what he wanted to he still worked for a company for a company for dc so like that's why i think now he's like okay first of all i really can't use some of these characters yeah Second, but like, now i can tell my version of the yeah story. and i'm in charge now yeah like, i i have a i have a show remember but good he, omens he, i I produced that show he's also like there's like there's a really big difference between the like the time out of time between when jeff lemire wrote sweet tooth and when it was produced and when 
Neil, Neil Gaiman, Gaiman wrote, wrote the Sandman, Sandman and when it was produced. He's a totally different person if you think about it. Yeah. We were a different person than from we were like from yesterday. Right. Just by time passing. Yeah. Um, so he's just in a very different place. Right. So I, I, I like I said, I'm gonna watch it because I'm curious. Sure. Brian Lowe's 97 off the rack, more like off the chain. Great show, guys. Excited to read Sandman for myself in the near future. Hooray! Nice. And thank you very much for your hilarious uh, reference. Uh, Thorn Identity, it sounds my geek outrage translator. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I do I do try to like tone it down because I do realize like, you know, my my outrage is about like inconsequentials. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, Ricardo Perez, uh, thank you very much for your super sticker. I'm sorry I can't see it. I'm sure it's hilarious. It's a, uh, ah, it's a pair who's a superhero. I love it. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for your support, man. Uh, Talali House, we need to sell origin story. Just saying. Um, we've, we've shared that story before, and we will do that mm-hmm. more in the future. But for now, we got to get into comic books yeah, again. Yeah, we are so far off the beaten path at this point. So what do you got, Tiffany? Oh, oh, okay. Um, ah. <laughs> I opened up the the chat again. Um, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, I also read Immortal Max X Men this week. Naturally. And uh, that is written, of course, by Kieran Gillen with art by uh, Michelle Bandini. Yep. And uh, this one does tie into Judgment Day. Well, it's got it on. The, it's got the logo on it. Yeah. Um, and it's it deals with the uh, Krakoa side of it as like the the shit hits the fan, like as right. the Unimind shows up and like attacks them on a psychic plane essentially uh-huh. um it, we're dealing with that but it's really a, an exodus heavy issue okay that makes sense um which is honestly a lot of fun you get like some backstory about exodus um you 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 meet you know like oh like him with apocalypse and like him with magneto and like now him of like you know his his messiah is hope yes right now, yes even though he found out like he'd be more powerful if he were a messiah yeah but he still believes in, in, in her. her and like you know part of it is because like of a vision he had in the desert in which like he saw like a like a fiery bird oh like, phoenix yeah, yeah so like i think that's it's tying into the, the summer into the yeah well because phoenix is a member of the avengers now far so it's all it's all tying into things right so anyway good um yeah so we just see exodus get to like kick ass take names um and like help to fight on like the psychic plane uh hope is saved by wolverine cool who shows up and is like hey <laughs> everybody's like everybody's like been paralyzed like on the psychic plane essentially yeah in, in the meeting so like wolverine shakes everybody out of it and then emma hope and exodus like take to the offensive cool okay um but it's neat because like he thinks of himself obviously as a knight and so like he like the other like eternal minds are, are viewed as like dragons yeah so he's just like i'm a knight so you know what i must do so it, it, it's just, it's fun like yeah it's, it's a fun little like tie hey, in remember exodus is part of like all of this and we really haven't done a whole lot with him other than have him be the person who was like telling stories about wanda the betrayer and yeah. like, the pretender like or the boogeyman yeah it was both it was, it was all, all those things. things um so like they're like let's let's talk a little more about ex- exodus like we've, we've got some steam going with that so right uh especially when you have to deal with the fact that like obviously gillen is teasing that they're going to create a god in, in the celestial so like you're going to want to have a character like exodus there to be like what yeah do i worship this now <laughs> so yeah i get it gillen I, I get where you're going with this one <laughs> maybe uh, catler will defend for treats my dumb pitch back issues but predator shows up gets decked by tiffany and then ben stomps it for three hours that would make for a great predator movie I, I i would like to see that yeah i would certainly like to do that i would love to have a predator show up i don't think i can afford the licensing rights unfortunately right uh what else you got tiffany 
Um, so the biggest thing for me this week. Um, oh, yes. Which, like I read. I, I shouldn't have read this one first. <laughs> at the, at the All other day, books pale in comparison. At the end of the day, I read X-Men Red number five first, which, again, I want to fully admit that like issue one and two, I was ready to quit this book. But like I remember when we were recommending these books. Yeah. Last week. And I said, hey, don't forget X-Men Red. And you yeah. were like, yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you no, liked no, no, that no, cover, no. too. No, 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 no. I, I came around on X-Men Red. I yeah. did before this because, like, I was... The, well, issue three. The Yes, when Magneto, like, really came into the, like, hi, I'm going to be in this book. <laughs> um, Yeah, like, that really, like, pulled me around. And I got to tell you, I think issue five is the best issue yet, okay. personally. Okay. Uh, written by Al Ewing with art by Stefano Caselli. Damn. Listen, I love the fact that I know that Ewing and Gillen talked beforehand right. about this because of what he was going to do to Araco, right? Having Uranus show up and basically wage war on them for an hour. Yeah. He, he was he was given one hour before he'd be pulled back. That's right. Um uh so I knew that like Ewing specifically asked for one thing. He's like, Hey, I wanna make sure that you leave like Uranus leaves, but like leave some stuff behind because I need them to be able to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like he was like, fine, but like communication. Right. Right. So thus making this like, yes, it's a tie-in, but it's also just a really well-written book. It, it's the difference between the writer who wants to be pulled into or doesn't mind being pulled into an event and the writer who's like, I really don't want to be a part of this event. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this right here, it's on display. Like Ewing doesn't want to be here. Ewing does want to be here. Oh, he does. And Ewing here. is doing it up. Like, okay. He took this and ran with it because we basically have, um, it's the yeah the Great Ring. You're just pissing it off. Let it be. It just wants to get in your face. Um, we're in the Great Ring on Araco. Uh, it kind of leaves off where we left off last time, where Storm has left to go to uh, Krakoa. Yes. To make a case. Um, and Cable and Abigail Brand are there, and Magneto, and they're like, "Hey, war is coming." Right. We're becoming and in the bottom corner we see T minus one minute mm -hmm. and then like every panel is like ticking down in mm -hmm. time. I guess until Uranus shows up. Uh -huh. <laughs> um and so like Iska's there and like she's giving Aurora a hard time for not being there. Um but like they're like, okay, so we need to do this, and like they're like cable's like um strategizing he's like here's what's probably going to happen they're going to probably attack psychically down on krakoa potentially yeah and then up here there'll be no holds bar because it won't matter right because they don't they don't care for up here yeah it's not earth right right um but they don't really have time to really get into it because t minus zero occurs oh no and there's a huge flash of light and they're like okay like iska get ready because you'll have to go first since you're the unbeaten yeah and that's when they look over and she's beheaded one of the people on the great ring okay because iska has changed that oh i was like because that's what Iska be doing yeah Iska can't she's help like well I, I i can't be i can't <laughs> lose Iska's, and i will iska's powers are just being a total asshole and like not like your backup no like she's the person you're like you got my back right and she's just as long as you were inevitably uh, designed gone. to win yeah just gone um so uranus does show up and is like i i have one hour to correct you uh iska takes off nightcrawler's like screw you and he goes after her okay um what follows is some just stellar comic book writing each panel describes to you like different areas of araco and the space above araco and that like it's always says something about like 
you know, we're in this area and the air shimmers and this happens and the air shimmers. So eventually it just says the air shimmers, the air shimmers, the air shimmers. Cause like what Druid has done has released Uranus's um, armory. Okay. And so all these things are just showing up to like wage war on Araco yeah. all at once, mm-hmm. including the ships that brand has. Oh, geez. Um, floating around. So, uh, Nightcrawler t- attempts to go after Iska, but that clearly he's not going to win that. Um, and everyone else like dives in to try to stop Uranus. Yeah. Um, the uh, Orata, yeah, Ora Serata gets punched in her eye. Oh no! She goes down, mm-hmm. and that's when <clears throat> um, Legion shows up. Okay, cool. And he's like outside. I love that. He's like, we got, we got to take this. No, we're not destroying down here. Right. He's like, he's like, I'm going to win. And you're just like, you look interesting. Mm. And so they fly up and Magneto's like, okay, uh, we got to figure this one out. Right. So a few of the other Araco individuals go to try to like help other areas. Magneto's like, I will attempt to like, we're going to buy you time right. as much as we can. Right. Um, remember in new mutants when they were like creating those like combo powers kind of thing. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so like there's a there's a, a, a mutant there who's uh, called Lotus Logos. He can create metal fed it basically out of his mouth, so he's just feeding Magneto yeah. while Cable is hitting them with like like uh, psionic abilities. Okay, so they're like encasing Uranus mm. in this, trying to like hold him down. Right, I freaking adore this panel because uh, Richard Ryder was there because he was yeah. part of the Brotherhood. Right, the Brotherhood have jumped in. They're doing their thing. Um, it, we are counting up now, so it's T plus. Yes. So T plus, we're at ten minutes only. Okay. Uh, above, uh, above, you know, all of this. There's a fight breakdown. Uh, Nova is there. He fights uh to protect the civilians from dozens of worlds as they evacuate. <laughs> it's he. It's all to me. He thinks he thinks that too often. Alone, he holds the line. Mm, and I'm like, it's yay, good for you, Rich. Right? Like I love that. I'm like, yay. Ewing's like, yeah, no, he can do it. Yeah. Um. Iska ends up in like the sea, and so like the mutant who controls that is like throwing every sea creature they can at her. <laughs> yeah, but, like it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Uranus is like slowed down, but like it can't, he can't be held. Mm-hmm. So at about like 13 minutes, he breaks off, and then he punches his um, fist through Magneto's chest. Oh. And I love this because it just says T plus 13, 23, Magneto falls. Right. And I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. Um. Uh, Cable pulls out basically what is the BFG and essentially it's like, <laughs> he's always got a BFG. He just shoots the hell out of him. It like weakens him, but then eventually jams. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, That's but, but Uranus's power doesn't. Right. Um, several mutants. Uh, there's, um, oh, what is their, what is their name? Xylo, who's like a series of insects and whatever, um, breaks apart in order to attempt to take him down because like they can, uh, scour human body to bone in seconds. Okay. Um, but Uranus, they it just, it just, no man. it just disgusts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really sad because they die. And what it says is millennia of eyewitness history lost forever. Aww. I was like, that sucks. Right. Yeah. Brand is taken down as she attempts to avoid the resurrection protocol. Right. Which I think is fair since, you know, what she be doing. Yeah. Um, we see that in the spaceport. Um, are, like people who from Araco and the aliens vendors who are there are just they're all they've joined in they're just fighting whatever is coming at them because it's a it's, it's a variety of things yeah it's robots it's whatever <laughs> like it's all kinds of things are showing up to, mm-hmm. to kill these people something that looks like Ed 209s <laughs> um, the Fisher King 
like fine, feels that night has fallen and mm. like things have changed, like it is time, but we don't see anything from that. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's okay. going on there? And then at about uh, 20 minutes in, he's destroyed the great ring. And so for the rest of his 40 minutes, he takes all the bones and he makes the big X Oh, that we saw in Judgment Day. Uranus right. crafted that with the time he had left Okay, because of how destructive he was, right? Right. He, cho- he doesn't check anything, and he just leaves after his 60 seconds. And that's when it's revealed that Xylo kept Logos Lotus, the, um, or Lotus Logos, the, like, metal-spewing Iraqi, yeah. like, safe by hiding his, like, body. Okay. And so like, he comes back, and he's like, okay, uh, uh, we got to, like, I don't know, like, the, the eyeball aura is, like, still alive, but, like, beaten. So, like, they're going to need her to regenerate because her powers might be useful against him, given the opportunity to actually do something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, we got to, like, got to fall back we need to like strategize a lot of the other uh iraqi mutants have made like strategic fallbacks because like there's nothing they can do and and they try to convince themselves that this is in like it's not a loss of the battle it's a loss of like field yeah um but that's when like um lotus hears behind him someone talking and says like uh, this war is like we're losing this war and when he turns around it's magneto who is using his magnetic abilities to basically like hold himself hold alive. himself together That's and awesome. like I guess move the blood in his system around <laughs> since his heart is gone. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I when I saw that panel, I was like, this awesome. is just Al Ewing wanting to write a Magneto book. Right. She should. I'm fine with this. Right. I'm fine with this. I want to see like Al Ewing take the opportunity to like take characters like Magneto and Storm and Cable and all of them and like. Let them just have a badass moment on right, this planet. Just have at it. Just fighting shit. I'm down. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard. I, I didn't hear anything about it. I just heard people's like reaction. reaction. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, William Gaza says, "Don't want to pry, but they're so amazing. I have to ask if there's are there any uh, creator interviews coming in the future for Combat Returns? Not at the moment, but uh, never say never. We uh, we know you know. There's we haven't set anything up. Yeah. Because I haven't had a chance to actually have a minute." to like talk to anybody mm-hmm. about doing this you know yeah uh Talali house i feel like nothing should be brought down we should, should have brought down the mutants don't forget their eternals they have like their own like set of powers and their own ability to be resurrected fairly quickly mm-hmm. and like it's not all the eternals it's just druig uh utilizing the unimine which is quite a powerful device that they have yeah. access to um so we'll see and they were also kind of caught off guard yeah they knew it could be that day but like everyone was caught off guard significantly Will this happen again? I don't. I don't think the Eternals will have an opportunity like that again. That's true. Uh, Cozen, maybe not the license, but a green screen suit, a distortion, or glowy eyes effect, and clicky <laughs> sounds. Love the skits, uh, especially the Terminator Halloween. <clears throat> yeah, that was great. For our Predator, we could. I know. Yeah, yeah. It. That's yeah. how we can get the Predator it. in there. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there's there's opportunities here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I read um, Flashpoint Beyond number four, and as a result, I also read uh, Flashpoint Beyond. Uh, three and four like two three and four because oh, i was we, like oh we, yeah were you behind a little yeah very okay. uh i read the first two and then i forgot what happened in two so i went back and read two three and four um this issue uh it sets up where like the superman of the flashpoint universe encounters batman of this uh universe and basically forces batman of the flashpoint universe to like work with him uh it, it's it's jeff johns uh it's uh crap who made this um Jeff Johns and Jeremy Adams and uh, Mikhail Yannon did a, and, and Zermanico. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, um, yeah, this is Jeff Johns is like event, right. Mm-hmm. And it is about 
how like the Flashpoint universe continued and how the Batman of the Flashpoint universe is the same Flashpoint Batman that was in the Tom King run and he was sent back to his old original reality and he's like, mm-hmm. this reality sucks and I don't and it's not real and it shouldn't happen and he's trying to solve this mystery because he's just basically like, okay, well then I'll just get a speedster to like fix this universe and get me the hell out of here because this universe shouldn't exist and uh, and, and nothing matters. That's his whole thing. This is like the indication that there is something else, a clockmaker, if you will, like who is at the heart of this mystery, who is murdering speedsters or people who would eventually become speedsters yeah. throughout the Flashpoint universe and uh, or Earth in the Flashpoint universe, which includes characters like Barry Allen and any other speedster, Wally West or uh, Eobard Thawne. And it turns out Eobard Thawne is like zipping around in this reality and shouldn't be here. And he is murdered and left for the police and Batman is like at the epicenter. Meanwhile, uh, Har- uh, the, the flashpoint dent was, uh, the, the, the would be two face of the mm-hmm. flashpoint universe. Her son is like left in the care of Thomas Wayne and his Butler, Oswald Cobblepot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been like trained by Cobblepot to like shoot and do all this stuff. Like, because the kid just, cause Thomas Wayne couldn't care less. Cause he's like, this reality is, Nothing matters here. Mm. This shouldn't exist. Right, right, right. So he's just he's just going through this whole like so I have I have this amount of time to solve this mystery. Meanwhile, on the other end, in the DC universe, Batman is screwing around with time, he's stealing shit from like Rip Hunter and the Time Lords and stuff to solve his own mystery, uh, which is also pissing off the people who are the guardians of the sacred timeline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh that that's fun. And it's just like and for the last three issues, it's been in direct contrast to Dark Crisis. Right. It's like John's doing his event. Williamson is doing his event. And they do that. Like, and and you're just like, okay, whatever. Right? This issue, issue four, talks about the dark crisis and talks about the great darkness. What? And talks about Pariah souping up the villains and how all that got wrapped up. What? Jeff Johns just spoiled and ended Dark Crisis. This is taking place after Dark Crisis. What? Yeah. This issue was just like, oh, no, no, no. This is all part of the same DC universe, but fuck Dark Crisis. Oh, so, that's, that's poor form. Yeah. So that uh, that happened in that issue. Um, I should also frustratingly admit, this is awesome. This issue, or th- th- like, this book may not read great month to month or week to week, but when you read it all in one sitting, it blends together very well. If you enjoy Jeff John's events, you'll like this because there is a mystery afoot and the characters are all consistent and interesting. And this expands the flashpoint universe a little further than we had previously seen. And, and like many of you, I don't give a shit about the flashpoint universe, but like the way that they're setting it up where it's like, no, everything matters. Like, mm-hmm. no, you know, like Batman, may be operating like this is a fake reality that shouldn't exist the people who live there beg to differ right right, like i live here Mm -hmm. i don't know about a multiverse i just know i live here and you're acting like an asshole wow yeah it's 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 really like interesting yeah and frustrating uh but you know i don't know what kind of like role john's is going to play in the future i don't Mm -hmm. know if like he is but he is definitely setting something up for the dc universe he definitely wants to say something about like what dc is and where it's going and and set up a greater mystery but the fact that it's only six issues suggests that like maybe dc like is like we'll just wrap it up well i gotta say um hey scroll up a little bit Mm -hmm. just some guy with a mustache go a little further had a really good point 
Yeah, he did to DC what DC did to Doomsday Clock. That's exactly what he did. It's like he's like, yeah. No, he's like, oh yeah. Well, bite me. You're still paying me, yeah. and I'm still writing these things, and you still so want me to write like don't big care things. Enough to like be like, don't do that. There's nobody upstairs. There's no editors upstairs who are like, hey. You know, poor Marie Javins just trying to keep the goddamn house from burning down. Yeah. And the rest, of, and then, then there's nobody else. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Even if I'm not a huge Dark Crisis fan, that's not right. No, I agree. Um, but uh, the other thing that sucks is that it's really good. Like, I'm really enjoying Flashpoint Beyond. Oh, no. And uh, and it's, it's well-written, and it's got great art, and it's interesting, and the mystery is like fascinating in the way it's orchestrated like it's it's a well orchestrated he's a good writer mm -hmm. so it's like okay cool you know so i i don't know like i guess you can pick one or the other but like i would keep reading i tried i know <laughs> uh, uh justin guy with the mustache says the eternals aren't so tough if they can bleed we can kill them that's right <laughs> that's right and they can and they can and they do <laughs> uh infamous jedi uh and another thing about the attack on Araco is that none of the council members are allowed to resurrect because it's seen as cowardly yes yes so pr presumably any of them who died they're not coming to come back like none of the iraqis will accept resurrection because they don't believe in it and right. like, that was my big concern was that like technically storm and magneto gave up their resurrection protocol right but like xavier doesn't care yeah but magneto pulled himself together right so i'm like yeah damn well, he's gonna have to go to like the House of Healing or some shit. I don't know. They they have them on both places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's Dark Crisis number three, yes. which is of course written by Josh Williamson with art by uh, Daniel Samper. Uh, and uh, yeah. So and now, by the way, oh. in the fallout of the oh no, in the in the fallout of uh, San Diego Comic Con, of course, this is not called Dark Crisis anymore. This is called Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. So it's like meant to be a direct sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, which they all are. So whatever, okay. Um, but yeah, in this one we see Green Lantern. Like he's like, okay, well, if there is a dark army out there, if they did kill the Justice League, I'll just send the entire core and we'll just fuck them up. So he goes and he ends up getting Crisis and then sent to uh, the Elseworld that John Stewart presumably should be on, mm -hmm. uh, but he's not there. He is instead the Sector itself. Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting but yeah. like yeah al, al, al arrives no 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 ring but he's in like he's basically like on oa yeah. essentially and uh he's met by three interesting looking green lanterns and they're they mentioned they are the 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 green lanterns of sector john stewart he's like what the hell does that mean and i'm like i would like to know that myself uh yep. we see that uh deathstroke is basically like declaring war on sidekicks and young heroes and sends everyone out after them mm -hmm. uh we see like actually a little like assortment of characters maybe you forgot about or maybe you were sad that people forgot about like sideways is in the book for a minute yeah i was like what hey look at sideways uh we also see that like they reference that awful young justice series that's also a tie-in um they directly reference it and tell you where you can read more about you can it. read more about it check it out obviously it's on sale now uh pass and uh but but yeah um Let's see. It's just like it's continuing the story and it's giving you like there's a lot of players. And obviously, as Tiffany's point out, there's no protagonist. So like we don't know. Like we don't we have no guiding like direction. Maybe we're the protagonist. Right. Because we're the reader. Now, that was an in infinite frontier. That was the meta book where it's like you're the you're the main. Oh, character. that was the meta book. Not this. This is not really a meta book. This, this is, is like it's kind of trying to be, but it's also not like it's not Grant Morrisonian in, in theme. It's not this like is... you like it's not trying to do that. This is a meta book. Yeah, but not like in the same way. Okay. But uh 
yeah, we see that um, Black Adam like has a hissy fit and leaves. And I'm like, yep, that's Black Adam. Thank you for writing him consistently. Uh, and Black Adam just bails on the Justice League because they're stupid and lame and stupid and they don't know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, we see that like the implication that, you know, 5G slash future state, the future of the Justice League was going to be Yara Floor, Superman, John Kent, uh, Jace Fox, Batman, all that stuff. Uh, then we see like, no, that's not the case. It's actually this team. And then they went, nah. And then they showed up anyway and became the Justice League. Um, so we're seeing that uh, Black Adam doesn't believe in them and doesn't mm-hmm. believe that like they can stop them. They're the great darkness and the dark army. So he goes to uh, meet with the Legion of Doom. Which I thought was a great idea. For, for It's a great motivation for Black Adam. It's a great setup for the Legion of Doom. I also liked the Legion of Doom that we see in this issue because mm-hmm. like, joker's not in there it's punchline mm-hmm. i was like oh interesting like i don't like punchline but i like that he's that she's in the legion of doom sure like, what does that mean you know but that the legion of doom is gonna like get involved and that's cool um we see the deathstroke has like other schemes going on like he's being influenced by presumably the great darkness or pariah or whatever to try and kickstart the crisis um, but he's also not interested in murdering anybody, but also he's like, ah, like he's going off book. He's triggering. He's, he, I can, I can trigger the crisis another way. And so he's working on that. Um, Wait, who did you say was doing that? I'm Deathstroke. Sorry. Yeah, I, I guess. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we, of, of note that took place. We don't see any check-in with Pariah. No, we do. Well, besides the fact that he, that he crisis is how. Yeah, but like, you know, he, he, he like, you know, talks about his plans and. Yeah, but they're the same plans as the last two issues. Yeah. Like, there's nothing new. We don't get new information. No. Um, and we see that the Justice League yeah, is like no, doing their I, thing. I did get new information because, like, I didn't realize how meta this was. Yeah. I hate this thing. Yeah, I know. No one in the no one in the audio version of this can see this fly. Anyway, there's there's just nothing we can do about it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's this issue uh, in particular. I uh, I enjoyed it. It was it didn't have the same like weight as issue two, where it was like we're gonna watch like this confrontation, we're gonna see the, these these epic battles and set this up. Uh, it did have like the promise of the Green Lantern Corps being like, okay, cracks knuckles, let's let's this, let's solve this problem. Yes and no, because like he leaves, he wants them there just because they're dealing. He's like, we're dealing with Necron, right? And that was kind of fun to see. Sure, I forgot about that. Like that they're like, oh crap, Necron is part of the Dark he's Army. Like, I only want you here because I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and take care of you. You wait out here. Yeah, you guard the base. You guard the base, entire Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, he just takes Kyle and uh, uh, Far Sector with him. Yeah, 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 Joe. I'm like, okay, um. No, this is this issue still did not sway me. No, at all. I would I would not expect it. I, I don't is, think it's going to. This is not the issue that would sway me. Um, this is the issue that's like said to me like, wait, are you trying to do like a meta thing where you're talking about how you can't force a crisis, DC? Like, is that what you're trying to do here? Yeah. Like, go like, hey, you're not like you can't just make a crisis happen. <laughs> well, yeah. That's not how it works. Except it is because you're all writers. Well, because you're doing it right now, and I'm reading the book. Yes. But yeah. But like, it, there's also just like I. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like my own, like not wanting to deal with crises um, coloring this opinion. Mm -hmm. But the fact is like, it's on my head. (laughs) The fact is it's like, there's just something about the fact that 
we all know the justice we know the justice league is coming back yes right and it's like so painfully obvious and like and that happens all the time in books right but there's something about it this time around that i'm just like every character's motivation is to get the justice league back that we all know are going to come back <laughs> yes or like they're like, or the oh, characters are like they're never coming they're back never com they're never coming back my entire reason for being is that they're never coming back and i have to make this team that's just not gonna matter and like issues in, yeah and i'm like there's just something about this that I'm just like, I just skip to the end. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're ready for it to be over and yeah, it doesn't really matter. Because I'm like, yes. Okay, cool. Whatever. I didn't get it. <laughs> just hit you instead. <laughs> we need Ben Spider. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is definitely alive. Definitely alive. Um, you you know what I mean? I do. I know what you mean, like, and I was. And I can't tell if it's just I'm just so sick of crises that I can't help but read it this way. But like I'm like Black Adam's like they're dead. I know they're dead, and you guys gotta like learn to listen to me, and I'm gonna go join the Legion of Doom. I think that's just because, because they're like, so dead. And the I'm like, the problem for me is like well yeah okay good. Like I I get it like that is something of his character. Yeah. But I'm like his entire motivation is you're wrong. Right. But he's but, but he's like, wrong. But like everybody is wrong too. Yes. Everyone is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what so you're saying. They're all gonna come back, and it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, we need, we need. Like, we're not even playing. Like, because I'm gonna guess because they wanted to have these stupid tie-ins. Like, we're not even playing around with the idea that they're gone. No, no, we're not. And like, maybe they thought that was gonna be more clever than just killing them off again. And I'm like, I guess I appreciate that, but yeah. I'm like, your entire like rest of your cast thinks is, they're dead is like like hinged completely on the fact that they are convinced these guys are well, except dead. Except for Hal, Hal doesn't believe they're dead. Except for Hal. Who is now stuck with them? Who's now stuck with them? <laughs> and Pariah's just like, yeah, no, the only the only way, the only way that I can get what I want is to do this thing that is clearly just war of the gods. Right. Because like, oh, the dark the, the great darkness. The great darkness thinks they want this. Like, yeah. They want to end everything. But but actually, actually, I have total control over this, yeah. and I will totally not that let that happen. Just like Hecate totally wants to like reboot the universe, reboot all of this, so that like this like so she's the god, so that she's in charge of everything. But like, even though we know that that won't work, but don't worry, like I, Cersei, totally know that I can make that not happen. Right. I. I, I mm. Yeah. I mean, it is basically yeah. That I mean that that inherent premise is definitely right. echoed and i and i get it because like it's making it's paying homage i get why some people like like this because yeah. <laughs> you know like you're getting like that crisis feel because like look at all these characters together like working together or not working together like yeah there's, there's like, i don't i don't know if that's true i don't i don't this this book is all about destroying hope right is it no, I don't think it is. I no, that's that's what not, the, that's the villains want. That's what the villains want. The yeah. villains want to destroy hope, and so far they're doing it, which means at the end of this, they are going to hope and care bear stare the problem away. Scott Snyder did that five times. But you had a problem with it each time it happened. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you like, know, we can't let him get away with it, but we can't let Josh have it. Like, I didn't let him get away with it. I know. No, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Like. I don't think I hope not. that like maybe, everyone's going maybe to I can lose hold hands and Care Bear stares that end away. Right. I don't think that like the, cause no, it's it, no, it's nothing like that sequence when the earth became a white lantern or <laughs> like when they made everyone on planet earth choose hope or doom and they picked doom or yeah. they picked hope like yeah. that. That's so, no, that is not what's happening here. We are not going to get that again. 
That is what Scott does. That is not what this is. But like is. your entire, like, so either what you're doing is a meta deep dive. Yeah. The likes of which we are not prepared that for. That is exactly what this where, is. Where like what you're trying to do is be like, no, Scott. Right. You can't just hope and like pray all your stuff away, nor can you force a crisis. Right. That's exactly what this is. This is, you can't force a crisis. I think that's what the lesson but the, is. That's not, but it like, is a crisis and we are forcing it to happen. And the thing is, the reason why I have no fundamental problem with it is because the execution is not inherently betraying anything that is in, that that is part of the DNA of this universe. I'm not sure what I, I I'm not sure if I and I'm not like trying to be a, a dick about this. I don't know if I understand what it is about the execution that you like, like specifically what it is. Like I don't know if I have a grasp on that. Right. Well, it's not really a story. There is no main character. There is no main bad guy. Like Pariah is, a, they want they want Pariah to be the villain, but he's not because we know that Pariah is more complicated than just being a villain. He's, we don't meet the oh no, no. the great darkness. We that don't is, know that that's a person. That is an insult to give that man that much depth. Right. He is literally this shallow. Yeah, I know. Like, that's it. That's the depth he has. But like, so is the Joker. Like every villain has that little depth in depends, terms it in a comic on who's book. Writing him, you know what I mean? Right. But, like, but Pariah doesn't deserve Pariah's, any more depth. Pariah is a vehicle right yes. now. He is a vehicle to make this happen. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Like, yeah, there is a villain. It's this darkness. It's no. The darkness is like a is is the is the conflict. The darkness is the catalyst that makes the story happen. Pariah is the conduit through which the catalyst affects the universe. I, it's just that there's no protagonist. The I, problem is there's no that, main I character. I think that the, the darkness is the antagonist. I think the darkness because will become the antagonist, like freaking... Much like Cersei and Hecate were the antagonists. Yeah, I guess, well, that's true. But there was And there was other conflict going on. Right. Like, yeah, but Hecate... Yeah, like, but the Great Darkness doesn't have any lines. The no. Great Darkness doesn't have any well, motivation I that I can have see. Doesn't lines until the end. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, that, and no, that's fine. His motivation is to bring it into the. Right, universe. What does that mean? Like, it doesn't mean anything. Well, lots of people have that motivation. I know, but it's lame. Like, but that's like that's <laughs> duh, duh. Like, sure, okay, fine. That, then it's Tuesday, you know. Yeah. But my problem is there's just there's no there's no focal point through which we can like watch this story happen. It's just it's happening, yeah. and the story is happening to the DC universe, and I think it's kind of impressive that like. This is a story with no main character, and yet I think it's still kind of working. And I'm like, that's kind of amazing. But also, but it also wants to have a main character. Does it? Because I, I like have because does. no one's emerging. Well, because it keeps like we're, we're the looking... only one we keep checking in on is Deathstroke. Well, I was gonna say we keep checking in on John, and we keep checking in on Nightwing. Right, but they're not doing anything. Not yet. They all they're all they are doing is reacting. They yes. don't affect the plot. They don't affect. I the guess story. Black Adam is. If they yeah, Black Adam and <laughs> Black Adam and Deathstroke are more of the main characters than anyone else in this book. Right. Which is which they are not. They are not the main characters, right? Yeah. But this is affecting the DC universe in a way where we are watching outside forces affect the universe uh -huh. and the characters within it. Yeah. And watching the characters react, like in any crisis slash major event. Sure. And the setup for this all had main characters that also earned this threat. Like uh -huh. This threat deserves to be here and also works mm -hmm. if you've read everything else. But this doesn't give you the benefit of like a main character or any good solid footing 
for this being read separately. Like, you can't read Dark Crisis in a vacuum. See, I think that that's where, it, like, you think... And it's, that, it's a fail. I, no, I, I think that's where you think my issue is. No, no, like, no, I'm just, just saying it, that, that's that's my problem it's, with the book. Oh, that's fair. The, it, for me, it's just the overwhelming sensation that it doesn't matter. Well, and, like, it, well, and it I, doesn't. And, like, there are people in the chat telling, like, explaining that, like, it's it's not... If, if it's just, you know, just, like, you know, if it wasn't about the journey, just publish the end. It's like, if you know anything about me, first of all, shame on you for thinking that I'm not the person who's always like, it's about the journey. Right. I'm literally just told you to read all, like, 10 Sandman. volumes of Sandman, which is literally, like, even the ones that you don't think matter. Yeah. Even Dream Country, read it. Because it's a good time and had by all. Mm -hmm. There's something about this book. Right. The way it is put together that makes me feel like things that happen within its pages don't matter. Yeah. And I hate that. No, I agree. Because like I think that Joshua Williamson is a better writer than that. He's a great and writer. And I know that he has passion for this. And so I feel like a real asshole coming out here being like, Josh, I don't like it, but I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. And I, know. Like, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I legitimately hope that by the end of this, I'm like, you know what? The ends justify the means. Right. And like and like I can eat my freaking words. words right here. And like I would be happy to do that. But right now it's just like I mean, I know they're like they're coming back. These guys are all freaking out. It, whatever. Like Maybe yeah. there's going to be some freaking turn. Yeah. Like in the no. next few issues. There won't be. But like the problem is for me, mm -hmm. not the problem. The pro like, This is both a huge, the biggest story possible and also a smaller story. Like the stakes mm -hmm. are that the Justice League are dead, which like for real, like that's not like we just saw the universe die. We just saw like the Batman who laughs become God. Like we just watched all this other stuff. Like the Justice League isn't here. We just had like that funeral where we saw like a gazillion superheroes. Like, I guess we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But then I guess the lesson is, you know, like John tries to make a Justice League and it fails immediately because it's like, you can't just make a Justice League. Like mm -hmm. you need a Justice League. And like, maybe that's the lesson. But also the lesson is about like continuity and story and how that matters. But right. also the lesson is about how like this other thing. So there's a now, lot, it's trying to do a lot of things that no one asked it to do. Right. And like, I have no problem with that. I love a story with I know. subtext. I absolutely adore that. But like, I didn't feel that subtext until issue three. And that's where I'm well, like. That happens a lot. That's a, I, I'll give him that. I won't give him that because like, if that's secretly what your story is about, that needed to be peppered in a little earlier for me. And if you're telling me I needed to do an entire other reading for that, then that needed to be part of the event. Well, I agree with that too. But like. That that's just a complaint that I have across the board for events and tie-ins. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, because I did read Infinite Frontier and I did like it and it did set up all this crap, it it does inform this. Yeah. But usually, this kind of thing has like a character or characters through which we can like follow the story and we can like feel the stakes. Like, mm -hmm. if the whole thing was about Nightwing and it was Nightwing interpretation, he's like, I like I've I, I've been 25 for. 40 years you know and like that was the you know it's like and now another crisis and like you know sometimes i get rebooted and sometimes i don't and like i gotta deal with this and you know batman's dead for the umpteenth time and i don't believe it but also i have to live with it but and in every like, version of it my ass is spectacular well yeah naturally that's the one constant of the dc universe you know or if the whole thing was about hal and now he's like norm like one time like yeah. i was the reason the crisis happened and now i have to be the hero of the crisis like that's a problem like mm -hmm. if any of that were the thing i think i'd have a lot like i think you might have less of a hard time because you're focusing on a journey for a person as opposed to like watching stuff happen to a universe and watching random characters all react to it. Now, here's the thing. Like I, if, if I felt like things were happening to the universe, that'd be one thing. Right. It's but like right nothing's now, happening now, right now. Everything is just character driven, but not, individual. not enough. It's just, it's just like, it's like a mob yeah. character driven. Yes, it is. Yeah. As well, opposed, but just like, and like, 
it's disorienting because there's no because there's no but, through line. But like for right now, like again, probably because I didn't do the other reading, like no, it doesn't fine. feel like anything's happening to the universe. Well, it's not. It's trying to. It's well because, and I think that's what it's about, right? Like it's it's about like how you can't force a crisis. You can't just make the universe reboot. This issue is the last two issues made it seem like it was about like you know like, yeah it was what what about like either about Deathstroke about legacy yeah. Or like you know, like it's still about that. Yeah, it it is, I guess, but not really. Well, it, well, this issue isn't necessarily, but like the I think the theme is still about legacy and about like uh, about like what the what the general nature of the DC universe should be. Um, but this issue in particular is just it it didn't feel like an issue. It mm -hmm. felt like like a half issue. Like this this not enough not enough happened and yet enough happened yeah. where I'm like, oh, but like what? Like what so? Characters are being driven, but I don't know where, where or by whom. Or why. And I and we can't stay in the car long enough to find out. Exactly. Like I, it's like the Uber drive from hell. Like, yeah. Or no, like, like like 12 connecting flights. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like maybe when the flight is over, I can look back at the map and figure this all out. Yeah. But as of right now, like it just feels like a hot mess. Right. I don't feel and like, but here's what it is. I know also, which is why like this is so like I I know I'm not reading this like just like totally normally either. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't. I know that Josh Williamson really cares about the DC universe, and I know that he knows how to tell a story. Right. And I know that he has like a real passion. So you're looking for. I'm trying to find the passion, and I know it's there, but I'm just not seeing it coalesce. So it's like I have this story that I feel like is a hot mess, but the other side of my brain knows that like it can't possibly be because just Josh. Bad, yeah. Because I know Josh. Right. His work. Yeah. Not Josh. You know, not I don't personally. Know him. <laughs> you don't know him. Yeah. But I know his work. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So like, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm having a crisis. Yeah. I will which tell I you, didn't want. the fact they changed this to dark crisis on infinite earths is actually really apropos because I think that crisis on infinite earths is a, is a mess and almost impenetrable and okay. has no protagonist. Right. But like, crisis, and is all about crisis everything. Crisis on infinite earths also like had an irreparable change. On, well, it was the first. Right. And yeah. so like to make it a sequel again, harkens back to my points when we talked about the past two issues, yeah. that it feels like it's supposed to be something that's supposed to do something earth shattering. Right. Unless I don't think it's going, going to, to. A dark crisis because they're like, haha, actually it won't do anything. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. I don't think it's going to do anything. I don't think that there's going to be a big change. I don't so think, then, like, I think so the big then, change will be the Just League's back and everybody's like, oh, good. Listen, if that's the case, then there better be a hell of a like undercurrent story here that like really comes out because I haven't felt that yet. No. Well, we, we're only, we're at the halfway part. We're, we're, we're not at the halfway it's, mark yet. We're like more or less there. Is it eight issues? Or? It's seven. It's seven. Okay. So it's like we're at the half of a half way more yeah okay so I don't, I don't know but uh but i like, the thing I, is I, I, I am really glad that people who like it like it yeah because like that means that you're getting something you really want right, right. but there are a subset of us who are like i've had enough yes no it's it's asking a lot and it is a bridge it's almost a bridge too far but it's written by someone who cares about the universe they're trying to do something about this universe they're trying to set things up in a place where the audio like the the editorial and the and the publisher doesn't care about what's happening in this universe and we're trying to like establish what this universe is all about and we're doing it through this means that will sell books and 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 hopefully like firmly establish at least a standard mm -hmm. so it's doing a lot of work and I, and it's also clearly like a hodgepodge of other ideas that came from uncreative places like 5G and Future State and stuff yeah. like that. So like the, it is because, because Dark Crisis was what death metal was going to be called. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's everything about it is from another place Yeah, being like wood shopped into this event. 
that is really just about comic books as opposed to it being about like how cool a statue is or how you know like how 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 dark and gritty the universe is it's about this universe that like people like for the wrong reasons or are gonna drop off of because they're not reading enough right and i i think that it will eventually coalesce because i do trust the creative team and the thing is that i like everything i'm seeing this is the first one where i'm like damn it like there was there's there is no story here like you know what I mean? Like, there's no through. This is not chapter three. This is just the part where more things happen in right. in linear order. And I, but like, I. But I like I, the things I'm seeing. I sat and read all of War of the Gods, right? And was able to comprehend. Yes. It. Well, that that is a mess of tie-ins, though. So, like, even the things that make, you know, like the, War saying, of the Gods, the main like, book is also was a, like. But that was like a like, hey, here's this. Yeah, but you didn't have it all at once. I did have it all. So you were able to, you, it wasn't like you read. Speaking, but I just want to say, like, I want to, I want to like give myself that credit that like, I, that was something you were like, I can't do this. I don't want to No, do I this. couldn't. Yeah. Like, so like I was there and I did that. And it had nothing to do with Wonder Woman. No. It no. was just the fact that like, I, I was like, this is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Again, surrounding Pariah. Yeah. Um, not really. He was no, just, he was just he was in just, it. He was just there. He, he was, was just a harbinger. There. He was like a harbinger of what was to come. Apparently. But not harbinger the character. No, no. And like, I'm, honestly very glad for people who like this and are, are digging on it and like are getting something out of it but like right now i'm just not and i will, yeah and i would like to yeah yeah that's fair and again i i know what you told me last time and like i i was like you know what i'm not going i'm not going to go like all in on my negativity no no i know to like show you but i'm also not going to like you know change my opinions just because i know that the creator might be watching hear what i have to say yeah um I'm just going to react the way I'm going to react. Yeah, and, you have to. That's the only like, thing you can do. That's all I can do. Yeah. That's, no, I agree. That's what I got. That's fair. I mean, like, look. And I and again, if if by issue seven, I'm like, oh, damn, no, I but, will 100%, 100%, you hear it. Admit here, it, yeah. I will 100% admit that. Right. I don't think you're going to. You don't know. I, I really don't think so. Uh, okay. Like, I, I not because I have privileged information. I just, I genuinely don't think that this is going to come together in a way that will justify its existence. Okay. I think the only justification is what you can find. Mm -hmm. And like we, it's not Josh's fault. It's not Dark Crisis's fault. It's DC and comic books's fault. Okay. Like the problem is DC doesn't care about this, mm -hmm. but DC doesn't care about anything. Yeah. And like, see Superwoman, or Supergirl, Supergirl Woman, Woman of the Gods, like a woman, woman, woman of Tomorrow. Yeah. Like, but DC doesn't care. And they're being forced to by a writer who isn't an editorial. And they know that they have to care enough to sell it because this is supposed to do well. And Just Like 75 sold really well. Mm -hmm. I, I hope this is selling in as much as it's at least getting I'm sure it is. A, a kind of like best hits volume of like, look, this is what the DC universe is. Look at everyone in the DC universe. Here they are, mm -hmm. you know? Like, but I think that it's also trying to do a lot of different things that don't all get fixed by publishing a comic book. You mm, know what I mean? Like that's fair. you can't just, you can't make your editorial care. You can't hire a good marketing team by publishing a comic book about how good your universe is. Yeah. Like you need marketers who are actually good at their jobs and not the people we have. You need editors who give a shit about what's happening and are willing to go out there and not just go, well, how many of you writers are like popular on Twitter? You'll tweet about it. And that'll be, a, that'll be like having a marketing budget. Right, like, right. you know, 
this but so this book is trying to do a lot of things and i think it's a i think the fact there is no like my only complaint is that there's no protagonist right which is the only thing that connects me to stories and so because i'm character driven yeah and the dc universe is a place that's so big and so expansive and so iconic and one-dimensional sometimes black and white in a way that i like that like it's impossible for a protagonist to emerge because it's about story and character and superheroes. So it's not going to be about like a poor kid who's just like wants their dad to love them. You know, yeah. that's not what this is. That's not what everything ca- has to be, but like, that's not what's dry. That's not what's drawing me in. But I also like, I'm looking at the nature of the DC universe, the DC mm-hmm. comic book publishing line, which refuses to call itself DC comics anymore. Mm-hmm. And who's in charge and what's going on. And I'm like, you'll, if you get your way, you will never make a DC comic ever again. Mm. And so I'm like, keep pushing dark crisis. Like tell the people what your universe is and who are your heroes. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not necessarily as engaging as it should be, but it is because at least things that happen, happen authentically and to the characters that are reacting to them properly. And like, and they're reacting to a work to a thing that like doesn't really make any goddamn sense. Sure, I, I mean, I get you. Right, like right now, on by that's issue, not enough. Like, I mean, like, uh, like in issue three, they haven't really told me who we, their heroes are or what they're. We about. don't. We don't. No, like, no, there isn't. No, because like, like, and like, I'm gonna guess it's just because we haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. I, I think it's because those heroes aren't established enough. Possibly. I think it's because Joe from the Green Lantern Corps hasn't been part of the DC universe long enough to well, legitimize mean, like, her connecting with anybody. All of our heroes fail right now. Well, that's true, but like not and even in a fun in story, way. That happens. In no, but story. I've watched the heroes fall and fail mm-hmm. in a colossal way or in a in a in a heartbreaking way. No, these heroes are inept. Yeah. They're not failing. Yeah. They're sucking. That's the problem. John is a shitty Superman in this. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a shitty Superman overall, but he's he's shitty at inspiring. He's bad at what he's doing. Yeah. And he thinks it's like, and it's like, but that's cool, but also it's frustrating. You know what? But also it's not allowing them to fail on a spectacular level. Yeah, and like, I'm glad that like Kara's here, but I also wish she wasn't. Right. Well, Kara's like in the back. She's not doing anything. I know, but like that sucks because of what we just saw. Yeah. Like, right. Like it'd be a great opportunity for Kara to like ascend or do something really cool. Right. Or just not be there because she's on her way back because it's like we can't have her here because she will be ready to do something. Right. But we can't do that because also she has to be there. Well, no, we can't do that because, well, we can't let her be useful because John has to be the one who's useful. Oh, sure. But I'm just saying, like, so, like, it's just like either you could not have her in it. Right. Oh, yeah. Or let her be useful. Those are the options. Yeah. Those are your options. <laughs> well, as I understand, it, it seemed like apparently suge- there was some implication that, like, w- like, she wasn't even supposed to be in that scene and they just drew over her or something like that. Oh, jeez. I don't know if that's true. And I, 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 I'm quick to deny it because it came from sources that are not in the comic book industry. So I don't fucking believe you right uh but yeah dex baker says uh, i thought flashpoint beyond was so dark mean and impenetrable but i've completely turned the corner on it yeah that's what the fucking book is yeah right like that's that's what john's does i, mean, I still think it is mean to ruin it's mean what they ending. did with dark crisis yeah, but like, not even, like the story and that's the thing like even if i don't like this book right now like that's still not you don't do that to a fellow no i agree creative well but jeff johns is like i'm never gonna see you in person uh, Mr. Supertastic says, good back issues this week with Woman of Tomorrow. No, not often I see Ben get emotional. Does Ethan hate dragons? No, Ethan hates when DC overuses dragons. Yeah, he that hates was the dragons only... in comics. Yeah, they apparently. hate the fact that, like, he hates the fact that they use them in a way where it's like, it oh, no, we need to show you how cool this is. Let's put a dragon in here. Hey, hang it's on. Death you can't metal. just say it's DC. 
Yeah, that's right. Marvel did it too. But like, no, it's 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 Dark Knight's. Metal. It was too many. It's 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 Snyder. It was too many dragons. It was also Kate's. Yeah, Kate's too. Yeah, Kate's and all of his dragons. Adam Thenhouse, keep the lights on. Thank, Thank you very much, you. Adam. MMM says it's weird to me because death metal is also a commentary on the nature of crises. I say either do a straightforward and sincere crisis or don't do it at all. That's a fair point. I think it would have been better to do a crisis that like is a meta commentary about making a crisis happen. That was more like not like connected to uh crisis on infinite hours, but uh, is it final crisis with the Dibneys? No, that's in that's identity crisis. Identity crisis more akin to that, like just a quieter story. Yes, I agree, but like that's not what they're doing here. No, I know, I see that. Uh, William Gaza says, I'm gonna send you uh, the bug shotgun <laughs> shoots rock salt at high, high speeds, it flies and it buzzes, we can shoot it. Exactly. Yeah, but it's I, I would have broken my monitors. And... It's just the one fly, yeah, it's just the one fly, actually. I just, and now it's gone, yeah. So now we want to kill it. it. Did you? I think I might have, really, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm let's here. recommend some uh, some comic books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Yes, let's do that. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number seven is coming out. I don't know. We'll see. My my love for uh, Marvel's month-to-month Spider-Man is pretty much like 1% at this point. Oof. So we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, Punisher number five is a great series. You should be reading it. It's, it, it's awesome. I'm enjoying it. Read it. Uh, love it. And hey, speaking of Predators... Predator from two years ago is finally coming out. It's written by Ed Brisson with art by Kev Walker. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. The six issue mini. So we'll see if it like justifies its own existence or maybe allows for it to continue. But I'm hyped. Uh, Deceased War of the Undead Gods number one is coming out. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's got Deceased in the title. So you know it's going to be cool and I'm happy to be a part of it. So those are my picks. Uh, I'm going to, of course, say uh, AXE uh, Judgment Day number two is coming out. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a little event that Kieran Gillen's working on over there. Yeah. Um, but I get it. Again, we just literally talked about events. I get people have event fatigue. Um, I'm reading this one. Yeah. But uh, and it's and it's well written. And, it you is, know, well, it's, and the writer cares and is writing like most so of those. Josh. I know Josh likes it. Yeah. And like cares about it. And, and Kieran is writing quite a few of the tie ins as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you have to read all the tie ins, but I'm just saying he is writing them and he did try to work with as many creators as possible yeah, yeah, on yeah. it, which is pretty dang dope that he, he attempted that. Yep. Um, there was something else I saw that I was going to recommend, but I don't see it anymore. Uh, 8 Billion Genies number four is also coming out. So if you're reading that, you might want to go and check that one out. Um, Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever is coming out, <laughs> uh, celebrating 50 years of vengeance. Uh, so that's written by Ben Percy, who is writing the current Ghost Rider story uh, with art by uh, Juan Jose Rip. So I'm going to definitely check that out. I think it's, is it oversized at all? I think it has to be. It's 36 pages. So it's slightly, okay, so it's a little bit longer slightly, than... slightly larger than your average uh, book. Um, yep. But like, hey, if you're looking for more Ghost Rider, you actually get an opportunity this week. It's true. Um, Oh, uh, Love Everlasting is a uh, Elsa Chartier and also uh, Tom King. This is a, their Substack book. It's finally coming out in print uh, through Image Comics. Um, I think it's a really cool book. It's it 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 when you first when you read the first like fifteen to twenty pages, you're gonna be like, this is like a romance book from Marvel from like the '60s. I'm not here to read like an Archie like thing. It's not even Archie. Yeah. It's like a romance comic. Yeah. But then there'll be like a turn. And so like it's worth reading for the turn. Give it one issue and see if you like the the hook. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the hook, then you're not going to like it. But like I think check out Love Everlasting. Um, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily read this because I'm, I'm really like stuck on Krakoa right now. But <laughs> I know a lot of people are like not feeling Krakoa and kind of yearn for the yesteryear of 
of X-Men. X-Men Legends number one is coming out, written by Roy Thomas. Wow. With art by Dave Watcher. And it's touted to be an all new, uh, uh, yeah, an all new tale set before Giant Size X-Men number one. Oh, okay. So before uh, Giant Size X-Men brought Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Thunderbird to the team. So check it out. Like if, if you're looking for not Krakoa, this might be a book for you to to pick up and grab. Um, there's also going to be Ms. Marvel and Wolverine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just letting you know because they're X titles technically, kind yep. of, not really. This is the most important one for me, folks. <laughs> um, the Sandman number one is going to be reprinted as a black label book because it can't be Vertigo anymore. Well, that's fine. Um, I'm going to guess, I don't know if it's printed issue, or, or if it's going, no, I think it's the first issue because okay. it's 40 pages. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to be printed or if it's going to be digital, but they're saying the price is free. Hey, please pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up. It's, it's, if it's free, if it truly is free and it's just the first issue, pick it up. If you watch the show, it's 40 pages to check out whether or not you think you might want to get the first volume, then go grab Preludes and Nocturnes, then go grab the dollhouse. Right. And then it's a great entryway. Yeah, it is a great entryway. And this is a, a brilliant idea that I don't know if they're really shouting about necessarily. Um, but like, please, if it is in fact free, it costs you nothing to get it. Right. And, and if, if you have you DC, like to read. and if you have DC Infinite or DC Universe, the first eight issues are on there. So that's the first volume. So you get all the way to the sound of her wings. Um Okay. And, Sometimes, depending on which volumes you have, the Dolph's House also has that, but <laughs> something else. Yeah. Um, but like, try, guys, just just check it out. All right, it's a lot of words, it's a lot of reading, but it it's done so because Gaiman is a is is a writer. Like yes. he's a storyteller and a writer, and uh, he uses word to like almost infect you. Yes. In a in a positive way, in a good way, in a good way. In, you know the, the way that infections infect you in a good way. Yeah, the, that good type of infection. That kind. That that sort of infection. Yes, yes, um, yes. I'm sure there's some other things that are coming yeah, out as well. Yeah, that closet book is that, coming out. That came out this week. No, it's on the list. That was on for. Oh, it was on for last, last week. week. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that wrapped up. Those three issues. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome. It's done. I'm like, I like that. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you. Little just little mini horror vignettes. Do it. Yeah. Uh, Chathuli says, uh, hi guys, my wife and I've gotten into manga and anime recently. We read Junji Ito recommended, uh, that you recommended and, uh, loved it. Any other recommendations? I mean, if you're looking for that, I mean, there are plenty of other horror manga-ist, man manga is manga, mangaka, um, <laughs> out there. I think that's correct. Oh, I'm probably not right. Um, but, um, I would just go and grab some more Ito as well. Cause I don't know if you've read all of the, like Ito's body of work. Um, but it ranges obviously from larger like stories like, uh, Uzumaki, um, and Gyo, which also has some backups in it as well, but like to like just a whole bunch of different story, short story compilations. There's one that he worked on that he didn't actually write, but he did the art for, I think he helped to adapt it. Oh. Um, so there's a lot out there for yeah. Ito. So if you're looking for like horror, go for that. Um, I also uh, really enjoyed uh, not horror whatsoever. Like we're talking total other side of the spectrum there. Um, you could grab um, Witch Hat Atelier. I think the art in that is gorgeous. So, mm -hmm. so good. Um, Uzumaki was a trip. Yes. I meant uh, Mangaka. Oh, Mangaka was... is correct. Yay. 
Um, and uh, I mean, I also like Attack on Titan. That's that's super good. Uh, a lot of people like Berserker. I haven't really delved into it, but I do have it and have it on my my list to read. Yes. Um, so you could definitely go and check that out. There's a lot to that as well. So if you're looking for something that like there's a lot to read, go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would honestly just go and pick up what what looks good to you. Yeah. I just picked, I, I saw something recently. I really wanted to pick up. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I remember you looking at it. I was like, ooh, I like the art in this. Sometimes the art enough is like is enough. enough to to pull me in. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about Edo. I, I, you know, I just grabbed Superliminal thanks to Sally. Grabbed that one for me from Edo. It's, it's new. It's a, a series of like five short stories. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I try to slow myself into it. Exactly. I read the first Ease two really it. fast. And I was like, okay, whoa. <laughs> slow down. It's yeah. Like, it's like open up a bag of chips when you're starving. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just have a lunch. But listen, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to watch Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop. And we'll see you guys next week. So long. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Bye. Bye. Bye.